0: Uh, A very good evening to you all. Good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. Thank you guys for um, joining us today. You know, it's been a very um, eventful qualifying, you know, um, I personally am um excited, you know, because uh one man is not on pole, you know, that's one. Two, his teammate has um qualified him, you know, which are which which has now or rather is now changing um, the dynamics in the team, you know. So um, which is I'm um, red bull, um if you don't know um what I'm talking about, yeah. So um so uh which has now changed the dynamics in the team, you know, and um going forward, you know, it's going to be interesting uh, what's going to happen. Uh, um tomorrow, most especially, um, we have the race with um race strategies, you know. Because um I personally um as someone said I'm also looking forward to um what's his name, Max father's comments because um I know the media is going to be around him, you know, and then um the media is already milking it but um um I don't know if anyone has heard when um they asked first um he's this is the second time um he's out qualifying his teammates, you know, to th- you know um how does he feel about it? Is he a good feeling, you know? So um it's going to be interesting how things play on. You know, and then um yeah, messages as well. Um as Bolaji said, at least they got into Q three, you know. Um messages I I'll, I'll still see um at the moment still battling um uh, some issues, you know. A bit of bouncing here and there, you know. Um Lewis actually no I don't know. This is the. I've not heard Lewis being negative in a long time. You know, he was just, he's just been off all weekend, you know. So, um, Aston Martin, you know, I'm sure they are going to get a fine very soon, you know. So, um, another crash, cost implication, um, budget cap implications again, you know. And then um, the incident between Albon and Alonso. You know, that's um, that's something we would um, also look at. You know, so um yeah, so um first of all, we'll start with um also Ferrari. Fer- I don't I don't know, but Fer- there's this with Ferrari just um. What I say being back on top, there's there's not always much media um uh, attraction like much um stories coming out from them so sometimes you tend to forget them a bit but i'm um, sorry to defer very fast but yeah um charles on pole and then um what's his name um science in p4 you know didn't put in a good last lap you know so um yeah i'll just um call on um the community so let's hear what everyone has to say um so guys let's if you like to speak, please um just raise your hand request, you know, feel free and then um yeah, we'll go on from there. So um please just raise your hand up so I just know who to um start with. But I know um Papi Slay was here early on. So um I don't know if you'd like to go on first, please. Um hi
1: guys, um uh... Sorry, can everyone hear? Yeah, yeah, we can. Good evening. Okay. Um so it was uh it was a very good qualifying. Generally I like I love Q3. I think it's one of It's usually one of my best parts of race weekend because the way everything just uh changes in minutes. Sometimes even I just I just love the thrill of it. Um personally, from a neutral point of view, I don't think uh, Max himself would have a problem with Checo closer to him because still I still think Max is the uh, better driver, in quotes, in that team until Checo proves otherwise anyway. So uh, it's not just a one or two. Personally, I'm really happy for Checo and I think Red Bull actually needed that because they would most likely win the Constructors. Uh the issue here now is the uh, driver's champion. So um that's that about Red Bull Ferrari. Uh happy for Leclerc. Is there's just always something different about that Ferrari in qualifying. It's just it's usually smoother. Even most times, even when they're not uh winning like one or two, it just looks like the car is smooth, especially when Charles is driving. It's just usually glides through thousands. the Even though Red Bull the time is faster in the straight line, it's just different with the Ferrari. And I think well, as far as I'm concerned, it's it's between those two teams this season so far. Um also I'm happy for Vettel. Like there's just something about him on this track. And uh, I think I think he's been on the podium the last three times, I think. And for him to even qualify in nine, uh, I think that's a big deal. Uh, Haas, I don't know what happened today for Haas. Bad day for Haas. Even Botas just was off today for some reason. And, uh, yeah, I think that's that for now. I'm looking forward to tomorrow, though. I... Don't I really cannot predict who's gonna win? I think it's gonna be a really, really tough race, and uh, strategy will probably win the race tomorrow. But we we'll wait and see.
0: Thank you very much. Um, engineer Salim,
2: please. Um, uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, well, I'm not. Uh, okay. All right, I'm not going to say much. I have to go away on a meeting. Anyways, um, the well for me, I kind of missed out on Q1. I kind of came back mid Q2. But like for me, what I want to like ask everybody here is, like, when is this purposing going to be uh, a big problem for like? not the of course the race cars are going through it but the drivers when is it going to be a health uh, concern for the fia to kind of look it up because um for instance like uh, a team like mercedes that uh i can remember the last few spaces we've had everyone has been talking about how like they fixed it and i said uh they've kind of fixed it on the streets and we've seen that in baku apparently it has come back uh, they are just jumping all over the place. So when is it going to be a concern for them? Uh, are the FIA going to allow uh, maybe active uh, suspension? Well, that's a that's a question for everyone. And also, um, the the dynamics at Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Sergio Perez has. Been improving in terms of his qualifying pace, and I don't know what was like what has happened to Max, but he has started out qualifying him. So, uh, the last time people were talking about how uh, Red Bull has always been that way there's a number one driver, there's a number two driver, but as I kept saying, like it's just at the beginning of the season, so what would the dynamics be? Because Red Bull tends to be a team that always wants uh, uh, young drivers. Uh, I think the plan with Max was they wanted the youngest uh, Formula One world champion, which, well, thank God that didn't happen. But yeah, I, I feel that uh, Sergio should get uh, he should get a chance because he's like he's been driving phenomenally well. He's doing really, really well. And uh, at this point in the championship, I think they should just let them all battle it out. No uh, driver number one, no driver number two. Then, uh, yeah, the issue, like Hamilton, like, I don't know. Like, he has been really off the pace. He has, he has been trailing uh, his teammate, George Russell. Like, I, I could see immediately after I came back for Q2, I, I could see that he needed a toe. I don't know why that was, but he just needed a toe. So what is really going on? Is he, like, really unable to extract, um, like, that much out of the car? As a seven-time world champion, When when is it going to, like, be a headline that, uh, that well basically he, he can't drive the car as much as his teammate at least during qualifying all right uh that's all i have to say for now
0: Uh well, thank you very much um salim so um i believe your first question was um on the health issue regarding um purposing you know and then um if I'm going to, ref- I believe it was Magnuson who, sometime came out this week and said um he's having a bit of um nerve pain um I can't remember where he said um he's um having it you know and then even um what was the name again Alonso um has also um spoken about him um needing a rest you know because of um. The fatigue you know so um i believe i f- with the way things are structured now yeah, is more of money first than any other thing so i believe maybe it's until when something happens god forbid then 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 they will not say okay they want to take um a decision you know or they want to um do something you know because look at um well i say look at the um Grosjean incident. It it wasn't until then they now started thinking of okay they want to have a jewelry ban or, or not you know so um it, it, with an organization like this is more of, um the profits you know before uh, many other thing unfortunately you know so yeah um I would um allow a Imadi, Imadi um Adikola then Yemi then I'm um, strained strange 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 you you know your name please please in that order thank you
3: oh right, yeah thank you um to so just add up to the whole medical thing for that he asked about I and um, think magnusson said he had elbow and um the mouth nerve damage or something but personally I think the FIA would not take any action because they feel the teams are trying to run their car, cars as low as possible and they feel if the car if they increase the ride height then the porpoising will not be that much and probably it could so that's going to be the FIA's argument to the teams that you guys are trying to run as low as possible and extract the maximum performance possible from your cars and um that's why it might get delayed from the FIA's point of view then for you said then I just, want, this is. I want to actually call out Yemi, and I want to ask him, does he now agree with me that the Mercedes design is a fundamentally wrong design? Like, they seem, as um, Salim just said earlier, they seem to have solved it in Barcelona. In the amplitude and the frequency of the pop on data shown all through the race was the lowest of all the teams, so it was working well. Suddenly, they seemed like they, are the, they were the worst yesterday. Today, it seemed like they reduced the frequency, but the amplitude was still there. So, does with all these inherent issues popping up here, they seem to solve one, three pops out from another place. Does he now agree that um, um, the Mercedes car is a bad design and is a wrong car? Then, it's actually a shame that they are making a whole seven-time world champion sort of ask for... Um, tool is kind of sad and befuddling, but I don't know. We've always said these things that a driver, no matter how great a driver is, a driver can only perform to the extent the car allows him. So all this talk of over the years of, oh, a, this guy overperformed on the car. The car gave him hundred percent. and delivered two hundred percent. I hope we can all learn. I hope this is a teachable moment for all F1 fans that you can only perform as much as your car allows you. Yeah, I'd reserve my further comments till some people attack me. Thank you very much.
0: Well, uh, uh Imadi, thank you very much. I was actually going to add something, I actually had it down in my head somewhere, but as you said on that one, I just everything just Wins, but yeah. Moving on. Um, sir. Um, um colour please. Uh,
4: good evening, everyone. Um, I think I don't think I don't see Fi doing anything about the poisoning happening to to the teams. Like Imadi said, it's um it's something the teams can actually uh, tackle in in such a way. And also, we should remember that the posing doesn't affect all the teams equally some teams have been able to like manage it properly so if, if FI is now coming to like do something that that would be unfair given that um, the, the teams have been able to like come up with solutions or other ways to minimize and go around it then then all those efforts is been like thrown away and the advantage is been taken from them also, the money they've spent to do those research to bring those updates to the car to minimize it is being also taken away from them. So I don't think anything is going to come from FIA to rectify that. And Alonso's issue isn't with the proposing. Um, Like um, the other guy said, it still boils down to the crash he had before the season begins. That's what is causing his, um. I think his wrist, or oh yes, Yes, his wrist and um, I think his jaw or something like that. So the fatigue Alonso was having, or the rest he needed to um, extra rest he needed to take, is not due to the proposing happening in the car, rather is from the crash he had uh, before the season opener. And um, going to Mercedes, it's just obvious. I don't, I don't see why anybody will keep debating if there is something fundamentally wrong with the Mercedes car. Uh, The body language from the Mercedes guys actually says that. But I just feel like at this point, there's nothing they could do. Because ditching this concept is actually not an option as far as I'm concerned. So they just have to carry on with it and probably set the time they are going to switch into like next year car when they will stop trying to figure out this issue they are having. But I don't think it's up for debate anymore if they have a fundamental design issue. It's very, very obvious. It's very, very, very obvious. And um, it's just, for me, I'm not even enjoying the Mercedes struggle anymore. It's, it's not funny anymore. It used to be funny, race one, two, three, but right now it's just it's not just funny anymore. Imagine uh, Louis have to, like, request for a toe, which is now almost putting him in trouble because he's under investigation for slowing down so much so that he could get that toe. Imagine you, like, requesting for a toe. In order for you to get it, you ended up getting three-place grid penalty. That's, like, uh, the worst thing that could happen to you. At the end of the day, he'll probably maybe go back three three grids backward. So it's... It just solves sort of the whole issue, like Imadi said. The the car, the car, the car is just everything in F1. I've watched a documentary, I can't remember the person that was being interviewed talking about this car driver issue. And um, the person actually um, admitted that the team will definitely focus in building a solid car, then get Probably the best guy out there to drive it. So the question was put to the guy, like, okay, which one will you spend money on? To
5: so build
4: a regular car, then get pay a lot of money for the best drivers to drive it, or to spend most of your money on the car design and get at least someone that is okay to drive it. The answer was straightforward like, you, you just focus on the car, you focus on building a very, very solid car. Then the next step is. Also getting the best guys to drive it. But the attention is always on the car. And it's that's why it's it's obvious and what is happening to Mercedes and Lewis now. Yes, the guy is good, but at the same time, we can't just ignore the fact that the Mercedes cars have been so so good for the for this for the past years. They the cars are just so 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 good. And it's becoming obvious now. But we we'll say it's still early, race seven. there's still a lot of races to come, so we'll find out more actually.
0: Uh, Adekola, um, just before I move on to Yemi quickly, Adekola, I'm just going to uh, quickly ask you, um, from your own point of view, do you think um, because Mercedes, you say okay, they are not, they are a top team, but they are not where they used to be, you know, and then this is more like a um another level for them, you know, do you think they've been able to adjust to this new states, you know, before saying, okay, let's get back up there, you know, because in terms of like, um, if you want to look at um, some strategies and, you know, some calls, you know, like this, uh um, sure of told today? I, I, I don't think
5: they've,
4: fully, like, come in terms with the new situation they find themselves. I I don't believe so. They're probably still doing a lot of things. Probably we, the onlookers, might not know. But I I don't think they fully accepted this is how, like, this car and their performance is going to be from now to the end of the season. I still genuinely believe there are still efforts out there going on probably to improve the car. But, like, to me, in the next three races, I think after Silverstone, we'll be able to, like, see if they fully, like, accepted this is where we are, like, just manage and set another timeline for them to, like, just keep bringing the car, like has did last season to the track and just probably switch to next year design and all of that. But right now, I think they're still looking for something, especially for the fact that two races ago, they, they they got a very, very good feedback, a very, very nice setup. They were competitive. And um Monaco was just a surprise to them. Though they usually struggle there, but I don't think what they, the way they perform in Monaco is what they expected. So then... Here in Bakuna is becoming so so worse. Like it's just like taking one step forward and five backward. So I feel they will still they are still trying to hang in there, especially given the fact that the forerunners could still uh leave something on the table they can they can exploit. I had to tell Vision the four cars ahead of them probably crash at turn one tomorrow so they could win the race. Obviously, that was a joke, but underneath that joke. That, that's a big wish. Like, to me, that's a very, very big wish. So, I, I think they, they are not settled yet. They are still trying to see if they can just do something so that whenever the opportunity presents themselves, at least they could win a race or be on the podium more often. Because the other team are, are, are switching it off. The AlphaTauri cars today are really, really performing like very, very, very okay. Imagine if they could carry on that momentum. Also, our paintworkers cars uh, are looks very, very solid today. So I don't think they've settled because they can they can go from that third to fourth as time goes on.
0: Thank you, Adekola. Um, me please, thank you for waiting, you know. and I know you have a mandate to reply as well.
6: Thank you. Um, thank you. Uh so I think I'll just get the messages. So on, me- on Mercedes, right? And uh, on you know, just What's going on, right? Yes. Please. Uh, you know, I think there's there's a lot of very fickle people, you know, in this uh, that that come to this to this place to talk every time. I remember in Saudi Arabia where people here saying, "Oh, Mercedes, yeah, they've got it wrong with the engine. Why are they so slow on the streets? Blah blah blah, etc." Right? You know. Now we've killed that conversation. We, you know, that that one has ended. You know. The, the the body upgrade in spain it worked right the purposing has been eliminated right i find it very funny that this weekend everybody else is fighting purposely and uh, not properly bouncing right so it's not really purposing we're seeing anymore it's more like the track is so it's so um so bumpy and just the, the natural characteristics of these set of cars right they are run very stiff so you see the bouncing a lot and everybody experienced it including the red bulls right so i wonder how it became, you know, the Mercedes concept is wrong. This Mercedes concept that is wrong is still the best of the rest. I was reading somewhere today that Ferrari also have tested it recently and they see that it's faster, right? So I guess everybody's kind of waiting to see if Mercedes are able to get on top of it finally. Yeah, are there issues? Of course, there are plenty of issues, right? Uh, but the limited purpose in, um, in, in Spain and we saw performance in the race. I still think there's a deficit to to the, the, I mean, not that I said it's there for all to see that there's a deficit, right, um, to to the leaders. In fact, deficit seems to, it appears to me that the deficit is bigger on street-like circuits versus versus a normal, you know, formal track layouts right? And, and that we saw that in Monaco, we saw that again today in Baku, and they are both street circuits. In Spain, they were closer. So, you know, the, the, and, you know, just a lot of the, the chatter coming from the team this weekend is they're still running some experiment because now that they've eliminated the purpose thing, they're now trying to add performance to the car and they're just trying to see what works. Like they said, um, this weekend, they know the direction, they now have a direction to go. Right. Um, And they're now trying to add performance to the car. Right. So, you know, I don't think because,
0: um let's give Yemi a few seconds. Um okay, maybe go got a call or something. But um okay, um yeah, and um I'll allow Yami come back to um finish his point. But um strange No, I want to stop the strange, issue. No, oh, okay. Um, um no, Yami no. um Yemi we lost you for a bit, so I'm gonna bring you back up.
6: Oh no! Um, I, I, can you hear me now? I think a call came in. That's why. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Please go ahead. Yeah. So, so I, 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 so I was saying, i decided issues. So I don't think we need to. Let's not go into, you know, trying to get me to admit that the car, the car is a failure. And there are issues. There, there are clearly issues, man. And Ferrari and Red haven't been standing still. You know, they, they they are also developing their car as well. So I remember that all through the world up until January, um, January.
0: Okay. Um, let's give it some seconds. Um. Okay. Um, Lumi, please go ahead.
7: Um. Hi. I hope everyone can hear me, sir. Because I think my network uh, is not Oh. Uh, okay. So, oh, I
0: think
6: sorry. we'll start from like we we'll look at the whole thing from
7: like. Sorry, in, like, uh, in
0: November, Lumi, start, Sorry, please. Yeah, me go ahead, finish up, please.
6: Apologies, man. Um, so-, so I'll just I'll try and make it very brief. So I think that's my my perspective. I think there's no issues there. People and then the other part of the Mercedes conversation is is the toe. We could see everybody looking for a toe this weekend. So why is it Hamilton's why is it that is now Hamilton all, all of you guys are attacking? Everybody needed a toe. George Rossell was he, he was always because Hamilton was going out first. Was in Lewis's toe all through. And the one time Lewis, um, he gave Lewis a toe in Q2, Lewis qualified, at, like finished Q2 ahead. So I just see a lot of bias in the way you guys look at this Hamilton argument. Man, I don't know why, why we can't be, you know, be objective on these things. Everybody needed a toe, apart from the um Rebel and Ferrari guys, because their cars were just bloody quick. Either ways. everybody else was looking for a toe. The reason why Lewis stopped or he slowed down was for for um Norris. To go ahead of him so he could get it too, right? But guess what? Norris too was looking for two, <laughs> so I don't know why he's oh, and he, he was impressive for it. Like, what we've what we that's very biased and not being objective. Everybody was trying to get it too this weekend, do you guess? So that's that of the message conversation. I hope they have it. I mean, the best they can, apart from good luck, the best they can expect for tomorrow is five and six. That's the best they can get, unless something happens, right? Um, we just you know, that's where they are for now, so there's nothing there. But how about, um. Um, the poll for Leclerc. Uh, uh, the poor for Leclerc. I, I was here, was it two weeks ago, telling people that Leclerc and Verstappen, the they're not mates, but that's a separate conversation. I know you will come for me now, but that's the truth. Leclerc is a fantastic driver and he will get he will eventually be a world champion, right? Um and how about Perez <laughs> decking Max, you know, two races in a row. Like he dominated Max in in uh, in Monaco, which is a very, very difficult thing to do. Monaco is a very, very track, you know, it it's a very driver-specific track, beat much there. This this, um, this race now is beating in P1, P2, P3, Q1, Q2, Q3. Uh, obviously, the race is different because Max is an amazing racer. So, the race, Max can win the race, but I think the fact that like, um, Perez is, is matching Max, right, I think that says something, right? So, I mean, for me, I think, uh, you know, I'm hoping for a good race tomorrow. I think the setup, the way to set up is... It's fantastic. I'm hoping for a good race tomorrow. And uh, yeah, over over to you, Madman. Um, Thanks.
0: Thank you, Yemi. Um, Lumi, please. Um, okay. Um, okay. um sorry, hmm. sorry, guys, but um, okay, no, just carry on because I see we're okay. It's not that much anymore. Carry on, please, Lumi.
7: Okay, so I think I like to start like from the back or from like, okay, let's. I'll look at it from like a much bigger perspective. So the thing is, let's look at it from like, from all car perspective. None of these cars are perfect, to be honest. I don't think any of those cars are ever going to be perfect. You will pick your battle and probably pray for the rest of the race and just pray that, oh Lord, let it not be my turn today. But this is the thing. <laughs> This is Mercedes is going to experience it. So, yeah, everybody should like deal with it. There's no, it happen, it happened. Because while we're running, while they were running the sensor, I I I at first did not like the sensor. was just like, the, we need all the speed we can get because we already have like a lot of things to deal with. But, I mean, shed a little bit of weight to so we'll have at least have those speeds. And you know that whatever you lose in corners due to like this front wing that is messing up and downforce that you just not have. We can make up in the streets. Now we are we are here that we have a good street. I'm just like yes in my head. I'm just like yes we have the street. Let's use it. Yeah, I'm just like what is going on again, again. I I'm really really hoping we figure this out because they have all the data. They from the sensor. They have difference in left and right. They have the downs. They have everything, and they have like data of like how many races to look at. They have they've shifted performance already on the car again. I'm just like, what are you people? Doing? Sometimes it feels like they don't they don't know what they're doing. But if you look at it, these guys are actually trying as much as possible to just contain it because also there's a limit to the amount of changes I made to the car. And also a part of me is also believing that Mercedes is kind of slowly trying to like accept their fate, like looking that. Maybe we'll be running this slow, you know, this like this is how we'll be running for this season. And they probably are already mentally looking forward to the next designed like okay so let's we have to make sure this thing also it shows some of the drivers are, like tired i don't know if i'm the only one that but some of the drivers look tired i don't know maybe they didn't get enough rest but they look tired like, like on pole i am not surprised to be honest because when i so saw when him he, when take over that's like oh boy this guy is in for it then turn one into turn two then a few of his son said oh this guy is flying nah this guy is flying yeah, when you just going like to just like, of course, of course now. Again, now let's leave that. Now going to Verstappen, Verstappen, Verstappen. Everybody should, I think we should just chill first. See, there, being a driver and driving a fast car are like two different things. You have a fast car, yes, but can you drive smoothly? I'm not talking about being aggressive and just throwing like behaving like a child up and down in the car. You know, these cars cannot cannot take it. The best performance you get from a car is make sure that car you take uh, the way you take it out of the pit lane. You turn it back at lap seventy-seven or something. Nothing must touch it. Only that must go through that car is air. But what we're talking about, step, just like it's just this aggressive driver that's just needs to like maybe chill or something. Maybe it needs to grow to kind of understand that he's not by that one. You're not going to start <laughs> up and down. A side comment. FIA hate Hamilton, to the honest. I think at this point, the FIA hate Hamilton outright. tracking. Yeah, I think we are seeing it 100%. I think we're seeing it. So I'm really, really, i really looking forward to tomorrow. The boys doing good. I'm looking forward to Leclerc. I'm looking forward to Chico. I'm really looking forward to what Chico will do. I'm and looking forward to, of course, I mean, if six cars have to spin, if all the cars in front of us have to spin out for us to
0: carry forward, I really don't care. Yeah, so I'll just stop here. Thank you. Wow, 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 Lumio. Wow. <sighs> Sorry, guys.
6: I'm back. I I, I I. mean, if anybody replied to anything, I, I didn't hear
0: you. No. Not yet, not yet. Imadi no, is still. No problem. Um, I I'd, believe, I'd like um, to
1: go. It... If I can.
0: Okay, um okay, yes, please um go. Um Abdul, um I'm sorry, we'll come to you in a minute. Um please go quickly. So,
1: sorry. Um okay, so I think I think uh I, I used to think football fans like had agendas, but like F1 fans is re- actually really, really crazy. Like the littlest of things become agendas and uh talking about Max. Um I don't like the idea of people calling Mark's uh, an aggressive driver, a child, or whatever. Like, Let's always give credit when it's due. This boy came into the sport at 17. Like, obviously, you're going to be aggressive. Everyone like, on the grid was 30 year olds, 29-year, 28-year-old. He wanted to make a name for himself. And he has built his strategy or whatever around that. And like, different drivers have different driving styles. As long as you're not causing accidents, that's where like, I draw the line. Also, as regards uh, Lewis, um, I also think it's fickle when people say, oh, he's passed his time or whatever, or why is he not doing as well as George? I think that's a pretty simple thing. Like, this guy has been driving the best car on the grid for eight years. And you don't go from driving something that good to something that bad and like this is muscle memory this is a mental thing this is he eight to ten years is not a small thing so when you have russell coming from the worst car in the grid to the third or fourth best car on the grid and obviously you expect him to perform what russell is driving now is better than anything he has ever driven in his life but that is not the same for Hamilton. So you don't expect that uh, change overnight. If or Eventually, I, f- I know uh, Mercedes will get their act right. Might not be this season, if I'm being honest. But obviously, there's always next season. There's money, there's the ideas. And obviously, they got something fundamentally wrong at the beginning of this season. But there's a long way to go. It's twenty races. This is the eighth or ninth or seventh, if I'm not mistaken. And there's a long way to go. And I think they'll sort their shit out. I just like F one being competitive as hell. And I think that is exactly what we're getting right now.
0: Thank you, uh, purposely. Um, Abdul. Sorry for waiting. Um, please go ahead.
8: Okay, so I heard um, one of the speakers saying Mercedes do well on um, conventional tracks and not street tracks. Well, there are many conventional tracks coming up. I mean, we have Canada, we have Silverstone, we have the co So we'll see the Mercedes performance then. But um, basically, I think Mercedes still have a lot of work to do to um, to get their car back. To get their car back to the very top, and um, I doubt if they'll be able to do that in the next five, six, seven races. They might as well just start focusing on next season. And, Can I make um, you, just make a quick
6: correction, please. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Canada you. is Canada is not a conventional track, FYI. It's also a strict track. Just one quickly correct you there. So let's not expect anyone that's for Mercedes there as well.
8: Okay, so yeah, so Silverstone,
6: yeah. Yes, yeah, Silverstone, and they are bringing an upgrade in Silverstone,
8: apparently. Ah, yeah. wonderful. Would, um, <laughs> God willing, we would we would meet on this space after Silverstone. Don't worry, I'll I'll be waiting. So for Red Bull, um, I think it's clear it's second and third on the grid. It's still fine. Um, Red Bull have faster top speed, especially in sector three, and um. I'm predicting what happened last year to Leclerc is going to happen to him yes tomorrow. So last year for those who don't remember, he said on pole and um, Hamilton and Verstappen cleared him within five, six, seven laps. But um let's 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 see how it goes tomorrow. And then um, finally on those saying Max is this Max's child, this man needs to grow. I think it's just um, people having an impression of somebody and them. Um, Just going along with the agenda when you don't when you don't watch the sport to see the individuals' brilliant performances, you just want to carry your agenda and fly. I mean, you can do whatever works for you, but Max is basically one of the most consistent drivers on the grid. The records they show since 2020, end of 2019. He has been super consistent. There's no driver. I repeat, there's no driver currently on the grid. That can mark that can match his that matches his consistency. I mean the stats are out there. And um just a reminder to Yemi. Um your guy, Leclerc, has um 15 poles now with a grand total of four wins. Still four wins. Again, championships are won on Sundays, not Saturday. And um again, Yemi, one other thing. You're saying um Paris is decking max because um max is still leading in terms of quality and races too but what can we also see of george and lewis i mean george lewis is 5-2 in qualifying george is 5-2 in qualifying and um in races george is 6-1 ahead of lewis minus the first race in bahrain george has finished ahead of him in all other races if you if you are calling um max versus (laughs) Checo in the last two races quote-unquote decking what do you call lewis and um george this season i mean decking we can't use decking that's too light of a word i don't know mauling or destroying should be a better word anyway that's all for me for now Ha. oh ma.
0: um i've even lost my train of thought at the moment but um yeah so uh, okay, what I want to say quickly is that um, guys, please, because I know a lot of shots are going on, you know, people are collecting bullets here and there. It seems like we're in a pinballing situation, you know. So um, please use the hashtag F One niger if you want to. tweet about this, piece. And then um, yeah, also I'll be taking down some people and bringing up others, you know, so that um, they can speak. So um, well um me please reply because you have you have um some serious blast boosts to that you've received now. So <laughs>
6: there's nothing to say now. There's nothing there's really not much to say. At the end of the day, right? Like uh, you know, again it goes back to objectivity, you know, uh object, objectivity. Like I said, what I said was very factual. Um in Monaco and in Baku, Perez has dominated Marcos right there's a little bit more and and, and you know what But be prior to that Max, has, i mean he's like this is Max you're talking about uh, driver. Right uh but he has in baku he's qualified he's finished ahead of max in every single session in baku same thing happened in monaco so i'm saying those two races factually in monaco he won the race and in baku today he beats max without a toe Max got a toe on his lap because I think Russell was throwing Max also, or maybe, um, yeah, I think my might have been Russell. So Perez, obviously, he, on the final Q3 lap, he had to go later. So he didn't have any toe. I still beat Max. So let's see. Let's it's Okay, look, man. It, the truth is, I've been watching F1 for a very long time. People like to say, well, this, oh, that's why I, I don't put my mouth on this driver versus car because if you've been watching the sport for a while, you understand right? it's a bit more nuanced than that, right? You know, yes, you need a good car but at the same time, a driver must deliver, right? Look at um, Leclerc and Sainz, for example. are they not in the same car. It was Leclerc have two heads. Do you get my point? So at the end of the day, right, I don't put my mouth in this conversation. But like I said, two, these past two races, that's the case, right? And guess what, man? I think in Barcelona, right, except for the race, up until the points, right? Up, up until, up until um, the race, right? Russell was ahead of, clearly ahead of, of Lewis. But guess what, man? Over the years, since I've watching Lewis, Lewis doesn't, people like you know, people have really turned the guy into a god. They believe they just believe perfection of him all the time. If you've been watching Louis since his racing, it's not every um, every session that we he beat his, he'll beat his teammate now, even against botas. There's some races that botas was just better, and this would be first statement. Yeah, it was quicker. It was okay. So at the end of the day, right? The car is horrible for Mercedes, right? So all of these oh Russell is like they are bloody fighting for fifth and sixth place, right? And there's been nuances. Is I find it very convenient, or oh, you guys always find it very convenient to attract Lewis when we look at those races. They were mitigating circumstances, some of them. If you adjust for all the safety cars on safety car alone, right? On just safety cars alone, Lewis should have finished on the podium in in Australia. That's two podiums, Lewis versus George. Should have uh, finished in my uh, finished ahead of George in Miami. It was like, and look, when you look at the actual race pace, if you are watching these races, when you look at the race pace, Lewis is like faster because i watch these races with full lifetime like i've been for the past god knows how many years and you can see that Lewis has a tent on george in the race but at the end of the day it doesn't matter because they are bloody fighting for fifth and sixth it doesn't matter if this was a full blown the car is perfect championship fight at least the color can win and then this is happening then ah okay you know what it's time to say like let's have real conversations but that's not what's happening so i always find it very very relevant But what i'm saying now is but in a car that can win this championship, Perez is very close to Max this year. And yes, I won't call Max childish and all of those things, but there's actually a claim. Like the, the guy who said, you know, the, the, the driving yeah. stars, there's yeah. a basis yeah, for tried, that. sorry to call so, him. Please, yeah.
0: you don't mind rounding
6: up. Yeah, yeah please, please. Sorry, yeah. So there's a basis for the Max, not, I won't call this criticism, but there's a clear basis for why Perez is, has been closer to Max this season. Perez got a poll before Max got a poll this season in Saudi Arabia. And it's, it's all boils out to driving style. The car suits—I won't say it suits Perez better, but the car is more balanced and it's not unlike previous cars of the Rebel. It is not clean to Max's strength, right? Which is a very loose front end, right? So and Perez is able to show his pace and can beat Max on a very good day in a team that is heavily favored towards Max. That's
0: something you have to call it out. Thank you, thank you very much, uh, Yanni. So, um, guys, please if you could just keep it, um two minutes, you know, so that I could, we could go through the room very quickly because there are so many hands up. So, um, Imade, I know you've been um, up for a while. So, um, Imade, Adikola, um, Mars, um, Adibayo, then, um, then um, we have one of the ladies, Cat Rocks, yeah. Then um Abdul, please, in that order, then I'll come to the rest of um the room, please. Thank you.
3: All right, yeah. So so I actually want to start with responding to you, admin. Um you said um you were I think you asked the color how what did you say?
0: I said what happened? (laughs)
3: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I just wanted to chip in something. I, um, I know you, I, I think you asked that the caller, how did, um, how do you think um, Mercedes is responding to being in this situation? And uh, I, if, if you watched, Mercedes, I think Mercedes has, they came back into the spot, maybe 2011, if I'm right, I'm not sure. They've and since the last time they were in this kind of a situation was basically two, 2014. And if you see how it's it's obvious that they've not been in this kind of a situation where they have to adjust and adjust and adjust. And if I think, me personally, my own opinion is they felt this was going to be a very quick fix. They felt, um, oh, they saw the CFD simulations and everything in the, in the wind tunnel and then they felt, okay, fine. This is giving us the most promise. We'll be able to solve this thing as quickly as possible. And that is why they are not they didn't sort of push all their i push all their resources into it and then they are not it seems they are just lacking on all fronts they can't easily react to certain situations their strategy seems woeful at some point it's just so that's just to respond to you but to hear me i have a couple of things I actually want to ask you number one thing is when would you actually what has to happen to Mercedes for you to agree that this car concept is a bad one. Like what exactly has to happen? This is, I think this is race seven if I'm right. And this is one third of the season already gone and you are still fixing one thing or the other. And just to correct you, um, Baku track is relatively smooth. If you look at the gradient of the track is relatively smooth. Yes, there are bumps here and there because it's basically a street that is converted to a track but it's relatively smooth. I went with I went on board with my other devices on Lewis and Judge on board over, um, over the sea um, over the weekend, and you could literally see the car poisoning. So you being so affirmative that they've um, solved poison is way way surprising to me. Yes, I'm one of the people that actually pushed it last time because I saw the data that was online and was on F1 TV that the amplitude and the frequency of the popping was the lowest from barcelona and actually i would maybe call myself out in regards to that because that's what i saw but it was it's very obvious that yesterday was even today is even slightly better yesterday was freaking terrible from the mercedes car so how you are saying that if it was just bumps on the road then the car would only the car would only react to the bumps at other that, that section of the road but Right down the one the one kilometer straight, the car is poor and you're saying they fixed this it, and it's strictly bouncing. No, I don't agree with you. and you're saying we have not been objective. but you, I think you are also not being objective. If you say we're not being objective, then how do you actually respond to that? Then just you also said Perez is decking Max. how how is Perez decking Max? Obviously, even when, um Bottas was tagged um, number two driver and everything. There are races when you see absolutely almost absolutely I don't want to use the word destroy but obviously be on top of his game and M- win races
0: M- 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 Sorry, please if you don't mind rounding up please. Thank no you. problem. I'll be done.
3: Yeah. And you win races and against Lewis. So Perez might be going through that phase. Nobody knows. But you the fact that you feel Perez, and no no slight to him, can actually beat Max all over the, all through the season or over the course of a season, is actually funny and it shows you are also not being objective. Perez has been in F1 for how many years? They dropped him. He was resigned. Only money from I think Telcel kept him in in Formula One. So, well, I reserve my comment. Thank you.
0: Imade, thank you very much. Um, uh, I believe it's Adikola. Next, please. Uh,
4: like a couple of guys have, uh, have actually mentioned some of the things I intended to to say, but I think um, when when we're talking about Louis, the problem, as I as I see it, tends to be with Lewis fan rather than Lewis himself. In, in the sense that um Lewis fans can't just stand fat around their driver kind of you know uh facts about George now getting more performance out of the car that that's a fact. Uh Yemi was saying um, um he was going through the data Lewis is always faster in the race. <laughs> I think that was just two races, if I'm not mistaken because I followed I follow data a lot. Like three days after a race, I'm still chasing data here and there. It's he, he he literally was just faster in race pace than George in two races. And like Imadi said, if you are using the word Perez is decking Max, what will you now say to George going so far, so good, um, um six to one, I'll be five to one, uh with with Louis. That's been that that's the objectivity we're talking about here. If you are saying Perez is now this, is now that is is, is showing marks this and that, then use the same scope that's being used to assess George and Lewis at the moment. And one of the one of the things is Lewis fans always put him in this in this in this um pedestal that whatever kind of car this guy is driving he will always be Fantastic! It will always be superb, and that is where the problem is. So a typical person like it's not like that. Yes, Lewis is good; he's great, but the car still contribute a lot of a lot to the results Lewis is getting. And a typical Lewis fan would disagree with you that it's, it's, it's a lie. That's not true. This and that, and that is the problem now. So uh, someone was like, um. Tweeting yesterday about the same uh, agenda that people usually have, and the guy was saying something around um, when when Leclerc got into Ferrari and and finished ahead of Vettel. People were quick to criticize Vettel. Like, Vettel is finished. Sebastian is this, is that, is gone. He should retire, and all of that. Now, George. In, a, in in Williams moved to Mercedes, and now he's now finishing race after race, race after race ahead of Lewis. So, but when you mention that Lewis, people get like triggered. But it's the same people that that was all over the place criticizing Vettel and all of that. So let's use the same the same thing. Let's use the same yardstick now. Yes, we have a guy that moves from a, a bad car to Mercedes and all of a sudden is ahead. Whether it's because he, he was running sensors, he was trying setup, nobody cares. And Yemi is saying uh, it's because Mercedes is not fighting for the win. That's why uh, there was a bit of not giving under. That, that's not true. A championship is a championship, basically whether you are fighting for 19 P19 and P20 or P10 and P9 it's still a race it's still a competition it's still world drivers championship and it's still a world constructor championship so I, I i don't i don't agree with the narration of it's because they are fighting for sixth and and fifth and sixth that is why probably lewis is not really putting that effort but if if they are fighting for 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 if they have the car to fight for win he will probably be uh, outperforming uh, George That that's not been ob- objective like that's not been objective let's use the same scope Yassir, that was thrown to Sebastian Vettel when Leclerc moved to Ferrari and finished ahead of uh, Vettel that time let's use the same thing to assess Lewis now that another driver moved from a bad car to Mercedes and
0: all of a sudden is outperforming him thank you Adikola Thank you. Um, Adibayo, please. then um, I believe it's Cat Rocks next. So Adibayo, please go next, please. All right. Can you guys hear me? Uh, yeah, loud and clear. All right. Good evening. Um, so this is my
9: opinion. I, I sort of like agreed with. Funny enough, I think I sort of agreed with some people that I would naturally not agree with um on this particular discussion um so for me i think when it comes to f1 right there are three factors that plays a very good role in a driver's success right there's the driver ability there is the car and there's the strategy calls, right and and you will see that this year right could see that probably charles lecraig as a driver ability like max Verstappen, right but when you sort of like compare the attribute of the car, right? Uh, um you could say reliability performance, probably even between both of them. But again, there was some point in which probably the setup, getting the right setup for the race, I think in terms of that, Red Bull are like miles ahead of Ferrari. Then you can't argue the fact of the of the strategy calls. Right. Strategy as well, I think Red Bull. Are quite like a mile ahead. And that is probably why I feel, right, um, it would probably be much difficult for a team to actually beat Red Bull this year, right? Because it just seems like those guys always have various scenarios, right? Prepared for um for the race in itself. Right. And um and um I think for me, I think the discussion about Charles Max is quite very early, right? To be honest, I I, I I wouldn't probably discuss about comparison of Max versus Charles even for the next five years, right? I just hope both drivers have like a relatively competitive car, a relatively um good team that makes strategy calls, right? Because I think I think using current data now might quite be flawed because when it comes to the driver ability, for you can't tell me a driver that's um, got a, that got two poles with a car that was struggling for P3, right, last year, right? Isn't good enough, right, in Formula One, right? And I think we could all attest to that, that probably some of the race wins, he didn't get this season were due to some factors that were never in his control, he could remove Emola the mistake he made at Emola apart from that, right? Um, I think relatively all the other factors, style, deck, whatever, whatever, we never like things within his control where things that his team should have done their proper assignment, done their proper homework which they failed to do, right? And definitely Red Bull is top notch as a team, right? To Mark Verstappen's comparison of, to Mark Verstappen's um, um, um take, for me, right, um, let me put it in a context before I say what I want to say, right? I'm a... Mercedes, Lewis, and Charles Fan, right? And I think for me, right, I think Max Verstappen is one of the um, is one of those drivers that um, currently on that grid, you can always put your money on that. It would give you the required performance, right? Forget the fact that, yeah, right, it would always give... And for me, I really don't think I really don't think Checo has even like... um. Is really like has really like dominated in Impact yet. It's still called right? Right. I can and, and for me, I, I still have like a feeling that even going in after Ton 1, right, or probably after Lap Max will be ahead of him tomorrow, right? If they both finishes the race tomorrow, I think Max will finish ahead of him, ahead of Checo. For me, I feel I feel Max is one of those drivers that um if he can only just keep his emotions in check, right? I think basically the only thing people try to use about max now is when you listen to people talk about max it's probably the way he talks to his team radio and um, to his team doing during races and the rest right but again guys i think we are just being overly um we are just being overly um we are just being like a overly critical of, of this guy right if you if you understand how difficult it is to drive an f1 car right? And if you understand the kind of talent, sorry, I know I've probably experimented too minutes. If you know the dynamics of um putting that car to get the required performance and you are not getting probably the desired response from your team, it takes it. And, and you also know that there's also like a factor in, in terms of um drivers, um temperament and the rest, right? If you understand all those components, right? I think we've, we've sort of like, not overly criticize Max Verstappen about some of the things he does, right? Yeah, people respond to things differently, right? There's a certain announcement, right, that the issue of, like, um, how many years back, 15 years back, he's still using it against Lewis, right? Up to up to date, right? But you'll never hear the idiots... Sorry, that was wrong. You'll never hear the guy scream on, on radio, right, about... But you would see it from his actions, right? But Max is just probably someone that will just let it out in the heat of the moment, does his thing whenever the car comes up to him, and he gets the desired performance, reason he it to the next race, right? For Louis George, but for Louis George compares him, as well for me as well, yeah, I think, I think, I think, I've always been saying this, right, since like, and I think Admin can attest to it, I've always been saying this to after like race three, that I don't say comeback for Mercedes, and it is quite simple as this. I mean, I'm, I mean, I don't believe in the fact that we'll just get to Silverstone and we'll turn like a one second deficit to like um, two tenths up on both Red Bull and Ferrari. And there's a simple analysis about it. Mercedes is still trying to find up the required setup, right? For example, if you compare the FP1 data yesterday between Ferrari and Red Bull, Right. Red Bull were incredibly faster than Ferrari on the straight What did Ferrari do, right? So there was this, there, there has always been this concept that Ferrari had like a, um, at the rear wing, they've been keeping since uh, Miami. Well so, our roundup round now, right? Think, yeah. They had a rear wing they've been keeping since Miami and they introduced that FP2, which sort of brought the gap a little bit much closer, right? And you can't be comparing a team. You can be comparing two teams that what they are just doing now is to optimise their performance to a team that they've not really even understood what the problem is. And you expect us to get the desired results when we, when we go to Silverstone? No, now Silverstone that Red Bull is bringing in update, yeah. Ferrari is bringing in update, and you are bringing updates come and solve um, solve your car. So I think I would think that we would just jump ahead of both two cars. It's not possible now. Let's see, let's see the thing is let's just resolve to the fact that whatever updates we are going to bring will probably cement at P3 ahead of our pin, right? And we'll just raise and repeat and work on W 14 for next season. That's the thing whatever hope, I hope we are trying to have. We'll keep chopping the breakfast last, last. I think Bonaboy's Boy's song would be will come in handy for People that still
0: have high expectation on Mercedes. Thank you very much. Um, so um, uh, Abdul and um, Catrock, please, Catrock, can you give me um two minutes because I know Mars has been here for a minute. He's been. I've, I've just not seen him. So Mars please, if you can um go ahead quickly, you know. And guys, please let's stick to the time because there are a lot of us that want to speak uh thank you so much please go ahead thank you oh yo hello
10: hi i'll go very very quick because i'm doing something i'm just enjoying the the conversations going very very well man congratulations for all of this um I Me, mean, what I wanted to say, you see this Yemi guy. I really like him because he actually watches F one. i I promise you, there's no like. I won't. I will start very quickly. I'll start with the Lewis Hamilton and George comparison. But that one, I won't even waste time on it because there are people comparing Lewis and uh, and George. Where one for the four, first four five races had much more uh, sensors on his car. Is the guys? I think it was Button. It was. Either Button or Brundle that even came out and said you can't really compare these two because there is one that is basically working his ass off for the team where the other that two different things, two different programs, you can't really compare them. But I mean, fair enough. The game is a game. I don't really expect anything from uh, detractors. So fair enough. Cool, cool. Um, secondly, the reason people I can't, I I can't really say Checo is taking Max yet, but I promise you that it's coming. I don't know if you remember in Jada, I said that Checo, I was very happy for the fact that Checo made that poll, and I said that Checo just needs that confidence because he has the car now. The year, last year, he did all this Minister of Defence, and he did whatever he did, but now he has the car, and it's going to be a very big problem for Max, and people were saying, oh, oh, oh. Today, that's exactly what we're saying, and he's going to deck him. Do you know what? Because now he, the guy has already done that minister of defense. The guy has the very good guy. He's gonna he's gonna want to get that championship, and he's gonna deck Max because the only re- the only time Max really had a, had a, had the teammate that was going against him was Daniel, which was I don't know. I mean, and look at how that one ended. Do you think and I think someone even said that oh Max doesn't really mind? I don't think Max is angry and blah blah blah. Max is fuming. Max is very very, and this is gonna cause very, very big problems. And in the next, I'd say the next three, four races, we're gonna see Perez deck Max Verstappen. And when does that when does that happen? Wallahi Bilahi this space is gonna be very, very, very interesting. Thank you very much.
9: Sorry, can you go and place a bet on that? And I'm very certain about it that you lose your money. Honestly, let's go. I'll be like, let's go. no, I don't. Bet, I don't bet. I don't bet. But you mean, ah. you mean, you mean, you mean, you mean, you mean, Max. You mean, Checo will finish ahead of Max in Silverstone, in Red Bull Ring, in um, in Canada, even at Baku. Come on, you must be. Come on, that that must be a joke. Big oh, joke. I, the thing is, the thing is. I don't. I don't
10: know how long you've been watching, you've been, and how, how long you've known Max Verstappen for. Max and last year literally showed us that when Max is in a corner, he starts acting foolishly. I don't know. If, I don't know if you've realized it. I don't go and watch when he was against Roroso and all this. When he was still in, so when he's in a corner and there's someone, he starts acting foolishly, and that's exactly what's gonna happen. Like this is gonna happen. And if you don't believe me, that's calm. I mean, no one knows the future. Literally, that's what I personally... No, do you, do you know, know why? Sorry, Sorry. And we can, we can compare all them things there. But once Max is in the old broski, he's, look at what he did. He even did that last year. When, um at, at that restart, when Hamilton had that these hard tyres and had a better restart than you on soft tyres, the guy went across the chicane like a foolish foot And this is what's going to happen whether you like it or not. But as you said, we can wait. Let's see how it goes. But I personally think that Perez is... Because Perez has his... um Max, please round up, please. But yeah, I'm um, sorry. I was just responding. But yeah, man. I mean, congratulations. I mean, good luck to Max's fans. Yeah. 20, um,
0: sorry,
9: admin, 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 sorry, 25 seconds. Please, 25 seconds. Please, right. no
0: more, please. We have a uh, miscatron. 25 seconds. Are you moving? Right, Go
9: ahead, quickly, mm-hmm. please. Red Bull's car... Current car currently right is oversteering right, and one and uh, one of the greatest attributes of Max driving is he drives with a car that oversteers quite well. The only difference why he's having an issue currently is because the car oversteers a lot, right? And they are trying to try to quite quite like fix that thing to suit his is um to suit his driving style. And I can assure you that from tomorrow, if Matt doesn't. Fit, Four, four races, right? The next four races, right? Three over four. Go and place your money and you'll lose your money now. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I think I have
10: to respond because, honestly, uh, 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 I, I swear, three minutes... 10, Ten
0: seconds, please.
10: Yeah, two minutes ago, someone was talking about the fact that, oh, we are always making excuses for Lewis Hamilton that he has to drive like this. Why? What do I care that the car doesn't correspond? You are... You have to adapt. That's what makes the greatest drivers. The fact that you can adapt and you can throw the car, you, you have to adjust your braking, you have to adjust all of that. That's none of my business. If you've been given a car, but I, at the end of the day, it's a team teamwork, you've been given a car. If you can't drive it, that's none of my business. If there is another driver that is using that same car and putting it better than you without no sponsors, we got, I, I don't care. Points count. And if you're going to get dusted by your teammate, you're gonna get dusted by your teammate. Is no there's no oversteering, understeering steering and all of that. You're just gonna get done and that's it. Literally.
3: In that light, in that same light, can we now use the same arguments for Russell and Hamilton? Like I exactly. don't want I don't, personally let, this, let the lady speak, please. Let's let, <laughs> let no 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 she's gonna speak now, uh, uh, she's gonna speak
11: now. She's gonna speak now.
0: Please, let us speak. Uh uh please let you first don't worry. We talk about
3: I don't want to come back to the conversation. That's why okay. Um
0: please I'm sorry.
3: No, no, I don't want to come back to the conversation. Um, madam, I'm very, very sorry. Um I you, I don't want to compare Lewis because Lewis is in a league of his own. Personally, some of my guys actually think I don't like him. I like him up to an extent. There's some things I don't like about him. But the truth about it is, is, you 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 just said, oh, you should come, you should um, he should adapt. Then people can argue that he's not adapting well enough. Why you people keep saying sensors, sensors, sensors? For heaven's sake, even if there are thirty sensors on that car, the one sensor cannot weigh more than. Five grams. Five times thirty is what? Let's do the math now. Bro, I'm an engineer. About the,
12: sensors. the sensors. was
10: 1.5 kilograms total. Thank you. That you can. Car, that's the thing. Yeah, it's 1.5 kilograms total. Wait, how total. many
3: sensors are on the car? How many sensors are no, in the car? How, okay. Sensors. At this point in time, as I'm talking to you, did Louis listen, please. Has... Did Louis run with sensors in this quality? No, he didn't. So, what exactly are we defending? Let's speak the truth now, for heaven's sake. Okay,
10: does that mean that you are not comparing George to Lewis? Because if you have to use the races where he actually,
3: I am not comparing George to Lewis. My point is, you guys are trying to compare Max to, to um, Sergio. Same Sergio that that um someone who um brought in who one in in two thousand and nine by W Diffuser was actually beating him. When he, they transferred him to McLaren, it's not the same stage that has been in from Lawan for how many years? What exactly has he done? I am not trying to deck him. I'm not trying to flame him. Wait, what, what right.
0: has he done?
3: Oh, he doesn't no, have
0: no, a until last season. Uh, Imadi, 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 uh, thank you. Please let's go to uh, Miss Cat Miss Cat thank you for waiting.
13: No problem. So I'm a Lewis fan, and until it's statistically impossible, I'm not losing hope. I don't care what nobody said. And the other thing is about Sergio. I keep hearing people say, you know, he's been here long. What has he done? It took Max seven years to win a championship. So I think that it's unfair to say Sergio has been here for so long. and how What has he done? Because if in year six we were saying that about Max, he wouldn't have stolen that championship last year, would he? That's my two cents.
0: Miss Katrock, thank you very much. That was literally two cents in two minutes. Um, so um, Otis Human, thank you for waiting. I know you've been here for a minute. So Otis, then I'm um, Otis, then Larry, then Abdul. Abdul, please thank you for waiting, but I know you've uh, spoken before. But yeah, so um, <laughs> go ahead, guys. Okay,
12: so thank you for giving me the space. Uh, My point is, uh, someone was comparing George Russell to Lewis Hamilton. All right, like, let's just say that's a comparison that cannot be made. First of all, if you watch the Barcelona race, Lewis Hamilton would have won without the puncture he had because of his overall, uh, what's it called, race time. Mm -hmm. So the car right now, count them out of qualifying both of them. Russell and uh, George will never qualify in the front row with this car. But what they're doing is right now they're setting their car more for the race and their race pace is fast because they do not have an aggressive car, a strong enough car to do a one lap, single lap qualifying. So what they're trying to do is like try to qualify as as best as they can. And then in the race, overall race time, the car is set up. And especially in a track like Baku this weekend, it's a track that has very long straights. So you have to, like you can never set up the car 100% effectively because you have a long straights and then you have the twisty section, the second, the middle sector. When you set up your car, you have to compromise in either the middle sector or the, or the straights. Mercedes is very slow in the middle sector. So they are trying to... Capitalize. That's how they, That's why they have a really small rear wing. So they're trying to go fast on the pits. But when you do that, you cannot have an effective qualifier lap. So both of them can never qualify in the front. But race pace wise, it's expected for them to come forward. And the only reason Lewis is not performing this season, or his, is because of all those tests he's been doing. And second, Lewis only drives when he knows he's, when he knows he can control the car. But this guy is not set up. This is not fast enough for him to win a championship, and he's already made peace with that at the the state the car is now. So once the car is there, if he has a car that's at least a tenth, two tenths off Ferrari, there is no one else that can contest. Not even Max Verstappen. He won the line. An example is last season, the last four races in the Middle East. He won against Max when Max still had the fastest car. The only race that he had faster car than uh, Max was in Brazil, and Brazil was not even a faster car; it was just an, a higher engine mode. So let's stop talking about how Max can win a championship or whatever. Uh, Charles Leclerc is like seven times better than Max. Thank you,
0: thank you, thank you, Otis Schumann, for keeping him short as well. Um, Larry, please go ahead. Yeah, and yeah. Um, guys, if you like to speak, um, please just raise your hand up. Um, Abdul, you are next. Then, um. Um, in in panda, you know yourself, please. Um, Larry, please go ahead.
14: Yeah, thanks. Um, is it's evident that Imadi and Adi Kola, they are just been biased regarding Lewis and Mercedes fans. If Team is basically working for the team, he has a lot of stuff put in his car. And if you look at the Q three uh, FP three today. George um, was saying, oh, the bouncing is better. But Amity said that, no, the bouncing is crazy. Amity was suffering in that car. So you, can't just, you need to be objective. I love I love Max. And coming to Max, uh, the Red Bull team, che- Checo now being like the starboard in Red Bull is kind of good for Max because this year, I don't think Max is driving with the same fire which he did last season. Last season he knew that okay, this is my time. I need to be world champion. But this time around, I seem like he's more Max is not more aggressive like he used to be. Because there was, I think the second race, I can't remember the track. I him in uh um Charles track, I was like, Max, Max of last season, come on, Max, you can do better than this. But now that Checo is in the is in the title race, I think it's good for Max. I think it, one way or another, he will bring that aggressive driving back, which is good for him if he wants. To win this uh, this championship in 2022, but if he doesn't bring it back, I'm sorry. Is the guy going to go to Charles or Checo? That's my take.
0: Hmm. Well, um, interesting, uh, Larry. Interesting, Larry. Uh, Abdul Latif, please. Uh, Abdul Latif, Uh, I, I, since you are going on next, I just have a question for you because I don't think is is something we've really spoken about here on this space, you know, about Max defending his, um, his championship, you know, so maybe you could just, um, share your thoughts on that. You know, do you think he's, he will be able to defend it by Abu Dhabi?
8: Um, okay. So I'm going to start with your question. Yes, I think he will be able to defend it. So he's defending his championship this year. And, um, Currently, he's in the lead. So, as things are, he's doing well. And, um, yeah, I believe... So, he's not going against Lewis Hamilton, which is basically the hardest opponent to go with, to go against, actually. No disrespect to Charles. He's also a good racer, but he's not Lewis Hamilton. So, I'll just leave it at that. And um, so, it's actually shocking hearing people... It's it's really shocking because I'm hearing people just... Use double standards. You are saying you cannot use what's happening um with Lewis and George to make a comparison. And you're not using the same thing to judge Max and um Perez. So Perez has was good in Monaco and in Baku. Now we are not in fin- we're not even finished the race. He's ahead. And you're saying, yeah, he's decking him. But George has been dragging Lewis through the mud from the second race of the season, and you're telling me not to use that one to George. Come on now, that's not fair. The only race where, again, I've said it earlier, the only race where Lewis finished ahead was the first race of the season in Bahrain. Drop the whole sensor issues, Lewis is carrying this, no, 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 no. George has been clearly better this season and very consistent. The only driver to finish in the top five all races in the season. If he continues that, what happened... To um, signs and Leclerc last season would happen again this season. He's going to finish ahead, and that's what's going to happen. So people should not just bring um, bring all that up. And again, the person that is saying, um something about Max, I don't know. People should just drop the agenda. The facts speak. The facts speak. If you have, if you deliver the consistent results on Sunday would win the championship okay the facts are there Max has 20-24 wins in this season he has one championship he has 14 pole positions those are the facts Leclerc has 15 pole 000 positions 000. zero calm down Leclerc has 15 pole positions zero championship yes. and a grand total of four wins now somebody also said uh, Max has been in the um, this in seven years Max came in as a 16 year old in Formula 1, in 16, because of him, they amended the rules. Or oh, he came in as a 17-year-old, sorry. They amended the rules to make sure nobody comes in. First race in Red Bull, he had a race win. Now, between 2016, when Max came in, and 2020, I'm not counting 2021, 2021, season, and 2020, Max had 10, 10 wins. In a period where Mercedes and Lewis were dominating. In a period where he had the third fastest car, it was. he had 10 race wins. Now... In 2021, obviously, he blitzed the rest of the competition and it was just him and Lewis. That shows what he could do. Somebody who was still learning, somebody who had a third facet car, he had 10 race wins. And you're now coming to say he did not do well or something. The season where he had... The arguably the fastest car, arguably the fastest car. He delivered the championship from the very first race of the season. People could see what he was out against. So all the whole agenda, people are just, it's just an I understand the agenda, they don't like Max and everything. But when you when you put facts on the table, nah, nah, nah. It's it's rubbish. Let's let's stick to facts. Let's stick to facts.
12: The fact there is fact, no, only one fact here. Max is not defending any championship because he never won any championship. That's the only fact in here. One hundred percent. You can keep, you can keep, ah. you can keep
8: crying about that from today. Cry today, cry tomorrow, cry next tomorrow. You can even take your fight to Michael Marty. I mean, what's on the record books? Is what fight. is on? The, he won. No, those are the facts now. What? Are, what is on the? What is on? What is on? Okay, who won the twenty-twenty one championship? Is it Lewis? Lewis, Lewis won it. Yeah. 100. is as much as you can, you can set up you can set up your PlayStation and let him win it today. and
0: yeah. That's
8: too
0: much Abdul. That's too much. Oh oh oh. oh. Wow. I d- okay. oh, sorry, I'm sorry to jump
12: in but like I don't understand why Max fans always get aggressive whenever you say yeah. he do not like did you win? Yes or no? No, So why are we like why are you? I don't know. Like, he didn't win anything. Max tried, like, and he lost it in the last four races. Look, big ups. Max is one of the big, uh, one of the fastest drivers in the world. We agree with that. But against seven-time, uh, by mistake, against eight-time world champion Lewis Hamilton, there is nothing Max can do. And Lewis showed them more than that. Like, if you watch the last four races of last season, Max was doing everything, driving off track, uh, brake testing. There's nothing Max didn't do, driving Lewis off the track. Crashing into Lewis, like in Monza, like okay. stuff like that, and then you tell me this guy is a world champion. What okay. the D champion? Like I'm just being uh, fat. And yeah. that last quiz,
0: uh, doesn't, Otis, doesn't cause, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. So, um, guys, um, Panda, please. Uh, okay. I just want to talk about Lewis and Rochelle. Yeah. My um, own am um, I'm um, sorry, Panda. Just before you jump in, um, um we guys, will be switching the topics to the rest of the grid. You know, but, so that for the other um, fans, you know, that are here. So, thank you. Um, Panda, please go in. Alright. Uh, the, like according to what they were saying about Lewis and
11: George, I think it's highly unfair towards George as well because, uh, I think for a while now we've seen situations where. Lewis have not had, uh, let's say, uh, a driver, a second driver who is hungry enough to challenge for the title. We've seen early enough in the season where we come within we 56 six races, and voters have stopped competing. We know that this guy is not going for the title, so we've seen sell that came in now. He's hungry enough. He wants to achieve. He wants to show himself. And even though during like voters era. Lewis used to like test his cars. He used to have sensors on his cars and he was still kicking both his ass. So what's the difference now? Or should we say, uh, let's see, maybe hypothetically, if they give Russell Rizal, uh car sensors, he will stop uh performing. Will, he, will his performance drop? So it's these things that we need to put in perspective. So it's not like just uh being unfair to Russell, like he's working hard. It's working very hard, so you just can't come and say, "Ah, uh, because life is taking sensors, blah blah blah." It's not that's not the way it works. He has been kicking his second driver ass for like five years. That guy has never challenged for more than six races, and we know that guy is not going for that again. Six races is out. For the first time, he's been challenged. Okay, do something. Okay, like just do something. Let's know, like. You can challenge your second driver, just not someone that is. I, let's say That's why he called Bottas like his his second driver, like his best second driver, because like that's the guy that hasn't challenged him ever. Like after his phase is out, so we just need to wait and see, like till the end of season, then we open the discussion again. But all these things you guys are saying about sensors, it doesn't cut it. And uh, for Max. For Max, people are saying "Uh, Checo is going to come from behind and win the championship. I don't think it's like that. And Max started getting hot last season from Silverstone. We know, like, normally by nature he's aggressive and that, but from Silverstone he started getting aggressive and he played to the game. Because of the comment Lewis made, he would do it again. So him too, like, any opportunity he had, he was more than aggressive. Okay, let's take uh, Jeddah for example. He knew, like, okay, uh, there is no way, there is no way, uh, there is no way he's winning Lewis because I know Hamilton had the faster car in Jeddah. So there was no way he was winning him that uh, that night. So the only thing he had to do is, okay, let me make it impossible for everyone to drive. It's just tactics, it's mentality. So if he can do that and get away with it, someone should do it, someone should try it. So that's it it's just like uh, let's say it's uh, it's mindset. So for people saying like Choco will come and win hands down because he's faster, he has been better, and Max have not had a second diabetes. That's not how it is, because like uh, I think he had more he had he won more than Ricardo, and I think he had almost the same number of DNFS than Ricardo. So I don't see why you guys are
0: bringing like he didn't have any second diabetes. That charged him to. That's not how it is. Thank you. Thank you, Panda. Thank you. Well, I believe um we should not speak about Ricardo. Ricardo is approaching retirement, you know. So, but yeah, and uh, we'll come to Ricardo later on. So um, so um, guys, I, I've I've lost the what do you call the 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 arrangement. So um, I will say Imade Bolaji Adébayo, um Imade Bolaji adekola then um Otis. While I try and get on some more people and then virus please. Oh sorry, sorry. I sorry, Yemi, mean, I remember your hand has been upper so sorry, I didn't just see it. So um so okay. yeah I mean, then um then um virus. Thank you. So um Imade please go ahead. Guys if we could just keep it um two minutes you know so we could just get through the queue quickly.
3: Thank you. All right yeah I'm going to try and make it short. Um I one thing I don't understand is like there's, there, I'm on a group obviously by now you guys you know we, are, we have a group where there are lots lots of Lewis um, lots of Mercedes and Lewis fans dominate and we speak there and the, the funny thing is why I don't understand is why is there lots of and this is not the majority this is not all of you but lots and lots of Lewis fans when they you guys are challenged with facts or things you guys do you guys always try and switch it up like, let me just make this clear. I am not biased against Louis. I'm not biased against anyone. I only, even lots of times, people who are regular on this space know I haven't played devil's advocate lots of times. But why is it that the same metric that has been applied to Mercedes and Louis is devoid when it comes to the other, other drivers? Why? 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 Why does that happen? No, and to just to round up and talk about this, Checo. Um, I talked about Checo being in F1 for long. I can't remember right now, but I know Checo has. Checo was in Sauber. He was He, had, he, had, he got some points when Lewis went to Mercedes. He got signed in McLaren. This I'm not trying to flame him. I'm not trying to say he's not a good driver. Obviously, he's a good driver. He has not had the equipment to win the championship, but comparing Max and how his talent. To so the things Checo to Checo, who has been in F1 for a very long time and has not shown this sort of prospect, even in good cars. It's I think we're we're doing a disservice to Max. I'm not a fan of Max, I'm a Vettel fan if anybody wants to know. I dislike Max because Max actually terrorized. Okay, I don't want to say I dislike Max, but I'm indifferent to him. I because Max actually terrorized Vettel in his edgy, early stages and made me hate him that time. So, but I can't just see you guys talk talk this way about Max. Like, this guy is a generational talent. Forget, let's just try and ignore Michael Marcian last year. This guy is a generational talent. Let's speak the truth. I know lots of Mercedes fans want, to, want him to fail because of the injustice that was done to Lewis last year. But... Also, in that regard, what are the record books? What is the record book going to speak? When we give birth to our children, for those that have not married and given birth, when we are telling them about Formula 1, what would they they see? Or when they are reading about Formula 1 some five years from now or 10 years from now, what would they see as 2021 um, champion? uh, Who won the 2021 championship? They're going to see Max Verstappen. They're not going to say, oh, Michael Massey did this. So, yeah, I think that's all I'm just going to say on the topic here. Thank you.
0: Um, um, Imari, can I quickly just say something just on this your last statement? Yeah, sure. Um, you said, What are we going to um tell our children? And then quickly, I just thought about something. Yeah, so it's just like now, yeah, we we are Nigerians here. Yeah? In know, uh, when we go and look at history, we see that Abacha is one of our leaders, but yeah. The history books does not say he's a wicked leader, does it? I don't know. If you, I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. So, it's more like, regardless of him, um, okay, yeah, we knew he was a wicked leader, or he wasn't that much of a decent leader through our um descendants, you know. And for people that have lived in that um era, if you understand what I'm trying to say, so it's more of, you could say the same thing of Marx because everything is history. You know, regardless of him being a world champion, is on the internet. The internet is always there. I don't know if you get my point.
3: Um, yeah, I I, I get your point. And just to add up and let every other person talk, once again, Max forget him, um, including his aggressive style, including including all the things that happened last year, which we've all talked about, and but Max actually put himself in that position to benefit. It's not as if Max said, and for all the conspiracy theorists, I'm not going to believe anything that, oh, they wanted to make Lewis lose by force. If they wanted to make Lewis lose by force, they would not do it on the last race. They would have found ways to do it throughout during the season and let that gap be wide enough. Like it's almost insurmountable. But Max drove beautifully last year, aside his madness as well. And he put himself in a position to benefit. Let's speak the truth. He put himself in a position to benefit and he was lucky enough, Michael Massey's madness, which we all know, made him benefit from it. So is he a deserving, somebody is saying, um, and why I said that thing, That what does the history book is going to say? Someone said um, Lewis is an eight-time world champion. If Lewis retires at the end of this um, year, what exactly would the history book say? Would he say he's a seven-time world champion or eight-time or seven-and-a-half or eight-time world champion? No, it's not going to say that. So that's my own point as regards that. While I know everything is on the internet for everybody to see, what does the 2021 championship speak? Yeah, thank you.
12: Imadi, just look at my display picture. Some magazines actually printed it, the World Championship.
0: Um, (laughs) Thank you, Imadi. Ambulaji, please. Okay, so uh thanks for this. So I
15: think I just have let four major points to talk about. So Lewis and George, Max and Checo, Max's first championship, and Max and Leclerc. So before I start, so I would say one, I'm a Lewis supporter, I've been a fan of Lewis for years. However, I think it's time for us to actually call it speed speed, because all these excuses that we've been coming up with about okay, different sensors, different setups. If we recall correctly, during VB's era in Mercedes, it was always, oh, VB was running a different setup. He's doing this, he's doing that. You know, they release the debrief, and you see James Val was also saying the same thing. And it's given me that kind of vibe because six, seven races in, and you know, we've been coming up with different excuses one after the other. And I think it's fine to admit that Lewis hasn't been good for whatever reason, mentally, the car, whatever it is. Maybe because George has been used to a car that's not so good. All of that, it's fine. But Lewis has not been good. The points are showing it. The qualifying results head to head to head. Everything is showing it, and it's fine to admit it's okay. Yes, Lewis can bounce back. Lewis, this does take away from the fact that Lewis is the greatest, one of the greatest drivers in history of the sports. But right now, he's being bodied by George, and it's fine. And then, uh, secondly, I think because I joined the space late, so I heard uh, people saying Checo is going to body Max. <laughs> Look, there's no, there's absolutely no way Checo is bodying anybody. And most, not because, most,
16: he, because people should not be lying that they are Lewis fans. This is not a
15: Lewis fan. He's just trying to. Oh, okay, like, please, please, virus, please, I'll let Admin and the rest just answer that question because, like, it's been there. But anyway, wow. I would say that <laughs> for Max and Checo, like, there's no way Max is being bodyed by Checo. Like, look, yes, Checo is having. It's just two races of trying from. Let things settle down. Let the euphoria of the new contract settle and everything. We would see things will go back to normal. So, like, it's impossible that Checo would body Max. This is Max. Like Max is, like Abdul said, he won his he won a race his first time of trying it in a Red Bull. I don't think Checo is going to cause him any problems. I don't think Max is having sleepless nights over, a Checo Perez. Uh, World championship bit because when all like when everything settles, the different you you would see who is better. But I think uh people saying also uh that Max doesn't have a championship, Lewis has an eighth championship, like Abdul said, look, at the end of the day, when they're printing record books and results, it's seven that's by Lewis and it's one that's by Max. So whether we like it or not, that's just the way it is. I'm still hurt about it, I'm still upset, but look, you cannot take that chip away from Max. So we, we might as well just move on. And lastly, um,
0: um Balaji, sorry, just quickly to jump in. So, um, human error, um, thank you for getting <laughs> it. I was just going to um share it now. So, um, um, the decision no further action for um Lewis driving unnecessarily slow during um, quality, you mm-hmm. know. So, um, yeah, oh, that, that's, that's your okay. bit. So,
15: um, Balaji, please carry okay. on. Okay, so let me just wrap up with the Max and requesting. So, I was telling Abdul and Imadi this. Several like weeks ago, and on my group, they all cancelled me because they said I was an enemy. But really, like the thing that Liquor is lacking is consistency. Max is consistent. He has been consistent since 2016. Like we've been, like the wins of Lewis, you know, they kind of overshadowed how consistent Max has been. Because consistently, Max has beaten VB at certain races. Like he was in the second fastest car and he was beaten the fastest car or one half of the fastest car. So Leclerc doesn't have that yet. He has little chinks in his armor here and there. It's gonna be fine-tuned, but as of right now, look, like no one is coming. Like no one is coming close to Max, apart from Lewis, The rest of the grid, like there's no one. Leclerc is trying, but look, the consistency. That's that's what sets him apart. Consistency. Like Max hasn't consistent. Like and Abdul said, I think it was in my day. If Max wasn't consistent in 2021, he wouldn't be at the position to benefit from the error that Max made. Because if it was like Seb when Lewis, when Seb was challenging Lewis, Seb was way behind. If even if Massey removed Lewis from the from contention, Lewis would have won. That's how far back Seb was. But Max was right there with Lewis, ready to pounce on any error made Lewis or FIA. So I think we really need to just put some of these things in perspective when we are analysing Max's performances. So I think that's all from me.
0: Thank you very much, um, Balaji. Um, Adikola, please.
4: Uh, i i think i'm just happy um bolaji was here and it's just so good listening to a diehard louis mercedes fan spoke and just stated facts. uh the highlight of um some louis fan being very very d- delusional is the fact that someone somebody saying um bolaji is not a genuine louis fan And that is the problem with this whole. In fact, most of the people that are not Lewis fans, they have more problem with um, fans that uh, that tends to just put Lewis up where he doesn't belong than having problem with Lewis Hamilton himself. So, if someone can now say like, uh, "Bolaji is not a, a, a true Lewis fan because he's actually stating facts, like nothing but facts." then that's just the highlight for me. That I don't think there's anything worth uh, to be saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see myself actually saying much at, at that because that's just the highlight of the whole uh Lewis Marx comparison and all of that. Uh people don't just tend to to agree with statistics when it comes to Lewis Hamilton. But they are quick. They are quick to to put agenda and uh, with a sprinkle of some statistics to, to judge every other driver. And it's, it's, just, it's just so how unfair it is to diehard Lewis fans, how it's unfair to judge Russell. Like, this is a guy that came from a Williams to Mercedes, and we, we shouldn't forget that this guy had a taste of a good Mercedes. That just seems to fly over people's head here. This guy had the taste of one of the best Mercedes out there. He, he got a drive. He got a drive. And we all, I don't know, I, I, at least majority of us here saw what George could do when Mercedes was the fast. We all saw it. We all witnessed the, that particular race. So it's, it's just so unfair to George Russell when people just come and, 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 and put his success or his, his performance, his consistent, down to sensors that Lewis is running or set up. That is so unfair to another driver. And like uh, somebody said here, we know how Bottas perform with Lewis. True, six races into the championship, attention already focused on Lewis because Bottas is not just consistent enough to, to fight Lewis. But now we have a season where seven Grand Prix now, Lewis is nowhere and everybody's tends to come up with one excuse or the other, and and don't even want to, like, go over, uh, go with the statistics and the facts out there. It's just ridiculous. Like, it's just ridiculous. And when you now have conversation with a typical Lewis fan, the, they will end up seeing you as a Lewis hater. And that is just, uh, that is just so, so funny. Why can't you just go with data? This is, this is a spot of data. Like, Unlike football, Formula 1 has a way of presenting you the fact that you can't even argue. Football is easier to just fly with agenda because they, they don't have much data to work with. A player is a player. But F1 is a sport of data. The data is out there. The statistics is out there. Like, imagine somebody still saying, Lewis won eight, eight, eight championship. Like, even Lewis would disagree with that display picture. Even Lewis will not be happy with the people that wrote that article. Uh, projecting him as a winner to be honest he won't be happy like if you have a way he'll probably like do something about that but here is people like it, it, this thing is not uh, it's just it's just ridiculous honestly it's just ridiculous and the way they end the whole conversation is you are a Louis hater like what am I hating what am I supposed to hate Louis like for what 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 is that supposed to benefit me like I've been watching F1 for long and what Lewis is going through now has happened to a couple of drivers, so it's not actually even new. It's not a new thing. It's just normal in Formula 1. It's not a new thing. No team can dominate forever. No uh, F1 driver can be termed a GOAT. You can be the greatest of all time of your era, not the greatest of all time of the whole of existence of Formula 1. It's, it's just ridiculous. Lewis, as far as I'm concerned, is the greatest of all time of the hybrid era. It's as simple as
0: that. Okay. Thank you very much, Adikola. Thank you. Um, guys, I see the there are so many hands up and the queue is um, building up. So, guys, let's try and keep you at this two minutes. Um, Mas, please, two minutes, please, I, I plead with you. Please go ahead. Yeah, uh, honestly, it's we can because I feel
10: like we've talked about Max and Lewis for a very, very, very long time now, so maybe we can start moving on. Um, but what I really wanted to say was, um, the fact that when we say Checo is gonna come in and body Max is because we've seen, I, I personally have been watching Formula One for a very long time, and the reason why I say this is because. I, I, there is no doubt that Max is a flipping good driver in terms of talents. I'd say, like just raw talent, come like just raw talent. He probably is the most talented driver on the grid, apart from like maybe Lewis. I'd say, or and and George. But there's so many other things that wins championships. You need you need to be like, bro. You need to be. There's race craft. There is the ability to cool down, and we've seen. Again and again and again. That once this guy is in a box, he can't get out. He start getting very angry. He and this is what is gonna decide our championship, whether we like it or not. It's not only simple roadside of driving that car around in circles. There's the fact that where things don't go in your way, you're also being to being able to keep your cool. And that's why Lewis is so good because let's look at Brazil and the fact that he was put. He kept his cool and did what he needed to do. And all things come into play. It's not only raw time. And that's why I personally think at the end of the day, Cheko is gonna be because Max is gonna be in a place where now the team is not favoring him anymore. He's gonna be in a place where your own teammate, which is the only real person you can be you can be compared against, is sometimes doing a bit better than you. And then we're gonna start asking questions. I was watching Sky today, and they already started asking questions about Max. Meanwhile, he's only been really 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 decked on for two races. Do you get what I mean? And that's where all these things are gonna pile up and I personally don't think Max
0: is gonna be able to hold it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, um Max. Uh virus, um uh, please two minutes please thank you. So we we'll just move on um to the rest of the other teams please. Um Yami let me uh, I know Yami wants to say something so yeah, um, yeah but virus, you- go ahead please
16: yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, My own observation is that I don't know why people are saying George is better than Lewis this season. Uh-uh. Obviously, can, see, you can't. See, if you think we should analyse all these six races so far, we should analyse it. Most of the races, uh, is it that hey, this guy is unlucky, this Lewis is unlucky, or is just the, this this race with uh, k one? can you remember that race? Someone. There's another there are about two races with safety car issues. Share you get so it's not that judge is better than him or anything. When they get the car set up together and everything is going very smoothly, then you know his boss in this Share you get and all these bitter red bull fans. <laughs> <laughs> ah god, why are you bitter? Why are you bitter red bull fans? Why are you fucking fucking bitter? Just respect the goods, respect him. I don't know. There's nothing you can do about it. This is your Max boy. This is your this, is this underage boy. This underage boy. You are comparing to Lewis. Imagine. Okay. We shall see. We shall see. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very much. Again, I've been trying, I've been trying uh, to speak uh, since man. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> sorry about that. Um uh, Miami. Sorry about that. Um, um uh, Miami, please quickly, cause we want to move on to um Amsterdam. the other topic.
6: I understand yeah. a lot of people have said so many things, right? And, yeah, right. I understand, right? So I think look, I think guys, let's let's just calm down, right? I don't think anybody here is saying, you know, Max is washed or whatever, man. Like this max stuff we talking about. Right? I see a lot of you guys twisting a lot of the things that among us um Lewis fans are saying, like it's not fair, right? You get like Max is a great driver, but if if, if people say if you should stick with the facts, the facts, you know, the facts, right? Uh, that in these past two races, Max has performed better than... I said, Perez has performed better than Max. It doesn't make Max a horrible driver or worse. Like, Max would deck him over the season. That's factual. That's what happened. I, well, I expect that to happen. Um, you know, but I think Perez is more close on this season. And that would make for an interesting season at Red Bull. You know, that's it. I think on the, on the Lewis part of things, right, I think you guys, that you always feel like you, you're a Lewis fan, but you guys are not being being this intellectually dishonest right because there's perspective you said let's put this in perspective then you turn around and ignore you know all perspective when it comes to things happening and messages right like the last speaker said let there's, there, there's in this same season you know, from race one we saw what happened in race one right in this same season we saw two safety where when was clearing the the Leeds are qualified judge in, in that in those races right we have the the the, 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 um, the team is experimenting a lot right fact so what i'm saying is that has George done very well? Too. Fantastic, yes. But it would also be unfair for people to start making conclusions. People are like making conclusions. You, you guys who are not also being honest, you're also not being fair to Luis and even to judge because the truth is, the sky is bad. Yeah, They're doing a lot of experiments, and the gap you're seeing, you know, between them, is not reflective of the true performance of both guys. Actually, the two guys don't even like the car. You know, so let's just dial it down on that, on that end line. There's, we need to stick to the facts, right? And also look at perspective as well of context and the match versus Perez, you know, thing has this context to it. The religious versus um, Russell thing. There's context to it as well. Same way even the championship season. there's there's no context to it, right? So you know I'm not here trying to bash Max fans or even body the is you know, you guys that are always bashing this. The reason why we call you guys haters because you guys always try to you always ignore context when it comes to this thing. I and mean, there's a lot of context to this thing, But it's okay. Uh, I'll let it go. We should be racing tomorrow, right? And uh, hoping for a, for a for a good race for, for all, all the people that we are supporting. You know, I just you know hope that first can stay in front of Max. I can come and bash you before Okay.
0: Thank you very much. Um, Inka, I know you've been trying to um get on for a minute. So if, please, if you could just um go ahead, then you are the last person on this um topic, then we'll just move on to the rest of the teams, please. Thank you.
5: All right, um, first things first, can we stop disrespecting Max? Um we have see what Max can do. And I'm a Charles fan, but I can tell you for free that Max is a better driver. Dan And let's not go about this eight world championship. It's seven. It's seven. Go and take this. Go and take the one from Max and add it to Lewis now. Even Lewis knows he has seven. Why are saying eight? Yes, he might be might, might have been influenced by Michael Massey, but if you watch last season, you will realize that that boy drove beautifully. He gave everything to so go at toe-to-toe with Lewis Hamilton and still come out the best. Rosberg tried it and retired immediately. What are you saying? Lewis is not, is not just someone you you, you you play around with. Lewis, is, Lewis is, a, is an amazing driver. And for someone like Max to go head-to-head, toe-to-toe with Lewis, come out tops, still driving the following season, unlike someone who decides to retire immediately after winning the championship, come on, let's respect Max. And that story about um, Checo decking Max, just one race, and because he has... Um, he's going to start from P2 tomorrow at the start of the race you can just see max flash past both of them both checo and um, and charles and what do you do at that time so please let's can we, let's just stop disrespecting max and for lewis we all know lewis is amazing but lewis fans we all need, you all need to calm down you all really need to calm down oh any driver cannot be the best all the time at some point you was know, Shumi. he had his downtime it was alonso he had his downtime it was vettel he had his downtime lewis is having a downtime we all know right now that russell is bodying him seriously he's having a downtime. russell is used to driving williams he's used to, he's, used to, he's used to driving a bad car it's just like you're driving a toyota and someone gives you a mercedes you would drive you pretty well because you're used to driving a bad car you get into a very comfortable car in your own in your own space that looks good Lewis is used to driving a really good car and you give him that tractor that wheelbarrow to drive you don't expect him to do well in it Unlike well, like someone who has been driving a tractor all his life and he gets something that looks better than what he's been driving he would do well in it. So he gets it to calm down about speaking anyhow about Max or not admitting this season Russell will body Max to the will body uh, Lewis to the end of the season. Let Mercedes focus on getting a better car for Lewis next season if they can. But let's stop disrespecting Max. He's done really well for himself. He has seven world titles to one uh, it's, a, it's 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 um, it's a long way off but Max is doing really well. It's had two DNFs this season and he's still leading the championship. Two DNFs still leading the championship. That tells you how good a driver Max is. Let's stop with the disrespect. Thank
0: you. Thank you very much, Yinka. Uh, Thank you very much. Um, so, guys, um, we've been on this whole Max Lewis and uh, with a little, a little sprinkle of Ferrari for a while. Um, a bit now. So um we'll be moving on to still um a Mercedes um team. Um we'll be moving on to McLaren, you know. So um McLaren um both cars were did make it to Q3. You know, um I don't know. I just feel coming into um Baku Probably, probably they didn't get the um setup right, you know, because um, McLaren over the last seven races, you could see um the improvements from um, Bahrain, you know, they've been they've been gradual improvement, you know, obviously from um one side of the team, you know, with um the other side still figuring out what's going on, you know, so um. But um coming into uh what do you call it um Baku, you could see um Ricardo was just uh, a few tenths off um Lando, you know, which obviously is a sign of improvement for Ricardo, you know. So I guess you should just take that up the chin as a sign of improvement. So I don't know if anyone has anything to um add on this um on McLaren in general and then um what they expect from them tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, i Please go ahead.
11: Yeah. Okay.
12: Um. Uh, first of all, with Ricardo and like, I know it takes him a while to get adjusted to the car. And he moved to McLaren last season, it was very tough for him in the beginning. But we know he's a driver. He has won in Baku before. We know he's a driver that knows how to bounce back. He did not forget how to drive. And uh, McLaren. Okay. Well. No. There was... I will...
14: I don't know how. Like...
12: The Mercedes Power Unit is still uh it's still good. We've seen it before and it's like we've seen it this season already. So I don't think I don't think it's a huge issue for them. I don't understand why they failed to qualify well today, but one thing I know is Ricardo <laughs> will bounce back and once he bounces back, he's going to be in front of Lando or up to the same level as Lando, like P four, P five, and we've seen it uh, in Monza um, last.
0: Um, um, what is um? Sorry, just to comment. Um, mm. you said on um, he's going to bounce back, and then we're going to see um, the Ricardo. You know, um, but I don't think think it will be too late. You know, because <laughs> when is he really going to bounce? Wait, what do you mean? You think it will
12: be too late for him to be uh, in yeah, front because, of points? Because... Wise, no, not points. I'm talking about in front of Lando, like race finish. Yeah, but when
0: is he going when is he going to bounce back as as, as, as you just um it, it's said.
12: always there. it's 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 going to be this season but it will be late yeah it will be late through maybe after the break the summer break but one thing ricardo knows how to do is he knows how to he knows how to bounce back he did it last season in monza and he won a race uh that land was he didn't win monza he let him win monza please let's add
15: perspective exactly exactly
12: Guys, they, did, they let him win Monza. What do you mean they let him win? He was in front and he led the whole He was in front and he won.
15: Norris um, was told not to attack him, just let him have it. Because Norris asked, can he challenge? And they were like, no, no, just.
12: No, no, no. Norris, Norris asked to switch the cars so he can be in front so he can show his plain air. And they No, denied. no, I
11: think he asked to challenge and they told him no to keep his face.
0: For um um um, what I'll just um add to that from my own understanding of that race was that um the engineers knew Lando was faster, you know, but Ricardo coming into a new team, he had low confidence, and he he started off very bad. Him winning that Monza race was more of a confidence booster. That's so like that during the World so it's and uh, two of them crashing
12: and also would be a disaster for the team.
0: But, but that's
12: that's another aspect, you know. Yeah, and in in my opinion, honestly, like Ricardo, Ricardo just needs to retire.
0: It's enough. Okay. Um. Uh. Adibayo, then a mask, then are they color, please. Uh, um. So I think for
9: McLaren, um, I think the performance was expected this weekend, especially if you've been going through the FP1, FP2, FP3. Data, right um they've not been like considerably um closer to the top 10 so it wasn't like it wasn't like um it was um quite new that they didn't make it to q3 right it was quite expected right they were just probably open to get and if you check the last run they did right for q2 right they ensured that this guy was right in front just to see if he could get like a toe for um, for his Q2 runs which he was unable to still get right um so that about that for but when you're not comparing Lando and um Daneric I don't think there's any hope for Daneric to really outperform Lando Norris right and to also put this into much context right um Monaco right I think um, I think one of the I think we were seeing this on the group chat yesterday, right? That, um, going to the corners, right? Lando was a gear ahead of, of Danny Rick. Right. And I don't, I, I, I don't know whether we are watching the same formula one actually. Right. Because, um, if, 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 for example, we, we still have people with eye hopes on Danny Rick to perform in McLaren, then I, then I don't know really what to say about that. Um, um sorry, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Uh but again, I think I think tomorrow would be quite an interesting race for them, right? So because I don't know what setup they ended up putting up for um for the race, right? So I think they might probably choose to go long, right? Baku is always a track that um um there should be more dramas, right? There should be like safety cars, like let's say one, two safety cars. There could be a red flag, right? So I think I think they could could get into the points tomorrow. I think Lando could get into the points tomorrow. I can't really guarantee about Danny Rick, but I'm I'm quite a little bit sure that probably Lando should get into the points tomorrow.
0: Thank you, Adebayo. Almas, please. Yeah,
10: mm-hmm. is uh, me <laughs> Me too, I'm a Daniel Rick fan, bro, and I think this one, we have to let it go, bro, we have to let it go, just, sometimes, me too, I go and I watch, you know, old races, just to, re- like, you know, remember the good old days, because this is not happening anymore, I have... Uh, I re- he doesn't have that same when he was at Red Bull he was another beast he doesn't have that same you know very aggressive very going for it kind of driver right now so me I personally think he's gonna be gone I think they're gonna let him go Um, I, I think Pierre Gasly is gonna come to Red Bull but, uh, to, to McLaren but we'll see anyways I think that McLaren today was just a bit um unlucky with the red flag and you know and the whole race to the to the finish line before the checkered flag and everyone was just impeding on each on each other and i think that's really what happened today because uh i remember i think was it fp th- i think it was fp3 actually where they went p5 p6 or something like that and um yeah i think they definitely have pace for tomorrow they definitely found a... Uh, a good setup. I think they have pace for tomorrow. They were just a bit unlucky. And I think tomorrow that definitely I, I hope anyways, because this is my team, they are definitely gonna end up in the point in the points. I think there is no not much, not much to say about McLaren. They just got unlucky. That's it. And Fernando Alonso as well. But this is another
4: topic for another day.
0: Thank you, Mas. Um, are they colour, please?
4: Oh, uh, I think um McLaren is still most likely, learning that car and still uh, find a way to optimize what they've developed um, from the beginning of the season. And uh, I also believe another thing that will play a a role as the as the uh, season progresses is the cost cap, because it's going to be it's going to be another thing that will, that would decide. So, where a particular team will probably finish towards the end of the season. Especially if they did not because there's now talk around they should uh, increase the cap and all of that. I was watching the build-ups today and that was like a whole topic on its own. Like about if they should increase the cap or not. So I believe a team like McLaren as time goes on they can even catch up with Mercedes if they did not, like, um, adjust the cost cap. Because by race 14, 15, that, that's going to be, like, a thing. So, we are going to witness uh, where a situation where the development war will, will end, like, uh, on time. I mean, on time, this season, if the cost cap is not being uh, adjusted. And team uh, like McLaren, that could, could play... An advantage to them because if you look at um the way teams have been spending, Red Bull has been out there spending, Mercedes have been out there spending, Ferrari, not as much as both, and McLaren they are just on the minima, and they have um less crashes as well. So I feel McLaren will, will can only get better from this point going forward as a team. I don't see them finishing nothing less than fourth. Yes, and uh, if Mercedes issue really like remain exactly the way it is, I I see McLaren matching them towards the end of the season. If and if the cost cap wasn't like adjust like if they didn't if they didn't increase the cost cap if it remains as it is because teams are going to run out of what they could spend early, and therefore there won't be any room for like late development like we used to see it. And um, regarding. Ricardo and um, Lando I don't I don't think there's a comeback for Ricardo as far as this season is concerned to be honest cuz that was also another topic of discussion during the build up of the race um Martin Brundle and his crew were actually talking about that and analyzing everything so apparently Ricardo is not just comfortable with the the build up of the car with the way the car drives the the current McLaren car, and on the other side, Landon Norris was kind of okay with the way the car performed and all of that. So the problem now is they they can't really they can't really alter what they've built because it's going to according to their discussion it's going to be more like okay uh, Ricardo is not really confident in this car. Let's find something more to his style. Then that would takes away that would takes out. Lando current advantage, which the team will not do, given the fact that Nando Loris is apparently the future of the team. So McLaren will not do that. So it's up to Daniel to actually adapt completely. It's, it's just borders to adaptation at this point. That's the issue with Ricardo. He has not suddenly like forgot how to drive and all of that. The issue Ricardo is having in McLaren is he's not quite comfortable with the car. His driving style is yet to fully adjust to the McLaren current car. And it's very clear they are not going to try and alter that balance. It's, it's not going to happen. Because why what's the reason? Why would they do that? They have a future driver which is very, very obvious. And that future driver is getting the best out of what they what they've currently built. So I don't see McLaren trying to like adjust uh at the car to really suit ricardo's style and for him to start performing it's just for ricardo to actually adjust if he could fine but i don't actually see that happening at, at this point because it's it's just it's, i don't i don't see a way ricardo could actually finish ahead of landon
0: this season thank you very much uh Color. abolaji please
15: uh, I think I just want to add to what uh, Bayer said or just emphasize on the fact that, you know, in Monaco, he was entering corners a whole gear lower than Lando. Not 2KPH, 3KPH lower, but an entire gear lower than Lando. So that also leads to, at the last point, so Danny Rick not being comfortable with the car. But this is, this is his second season, man, like... The excuse of not being comfortable, they it can't, it can't fly for more than one season. That's what happened last year. So, you know, it was, he, he just changed teams, he was learning, he's adapting, blah, blah, blah. Wait until next season, which is this season. And now we are seven races in. So, and, you know, it's still, or is still finding his feet. I mean, he's being paid a lot of money. He cannot be finding his feet with be the money's earning. He needs to get in there and just, you know, hit the ground running. That's what differentiates him from a rookie driver, for example, or from, you know, a very young driver that is still learning the ropes. He is 33, or he would be 33 in like August or something. And this is a very seasoned, he's a veteran, you know, and he can't be, he can't be doing things like this. Because really, like we've discussed on this space, he was the reason that McLaren lost third place to Ferrari last year, because he provided little to no support for Landon Norris in the fight against the Ferrari. So, I really don't see any way that he's just magically going to get comfortable with the car, adapt his driving style to, you know, to to walk with the McLaren car and then now beat Lando Norris again. Unless you know Lando has like some piss poor form of luck where he has like multiple DNFs and all of that. I I don't really see anything changing for Danny Rick. You know, he just needs to adapt his driving. Like is look, he's not regular anymore. He's not in Renault. Like, this is his spot in, in, like, four or five years. And for someone that's supposed to be one of the best, that's not a good look to have, to be in three teams in five years. Like, that just shows either lack of consistency, or, like, it's just not good enough. So, I don't see anything change for Daneric. And, you know, come end of the year, if we get the breaking news that, oh, Daneric has decided to part ways with the team, I don't think anyone will be surprised, because he just didn't deliver, really. So. But I wish him well. I wish them well. It's at least it's good to see that because McLaren is challenging for like higher positions once again. So,
0: you know, I think for me that's it. Thank you, Bolaju. Well, to add to um, what you said, you said this is his um um his third team. Okay, uh, when do you leave Red Bull again? But yeah, this is I I, I believe um for five years. Yeah. So um Daniel Rick, I think um there's a consistency with inconsistency or how, how like there's there's just that long adjustment period, you know. And we saw that in um Reynolds, you know, where it took him almost two years, you know, before he now said, Okay, he's leaving and he's going to McLaren, you know. So like another team now, if another team is going to even um say, okay, let, let's put him on our books here, he's going to they are going to look at that pattern and say, okay, you left here, you left here. It he just it just reminds me of um some drivers. I don't know if anyone has come across some drivers where they'll tell you that it's only Range Rover that they drive, or it's only um Land Cruiser that they drive. You know, that they don't drive, uh they don't drive Honda, they don't drive. Something like that, or any um smaller um, brand of um cars, you know. That's that's just the vibe that Daneric is giving, you know. Because how long do you want to come and say, "Oh, you are adjusting, you are not comfortable"? Then why are you a driver? Do you understand? So, like as 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 one of the top twenty drivers in the world, you should be able to adapt to any form of machinery, you know. So. Um, I believe well his time up is his time is gradually coming to an end you know in terms of um I I believe they are, McLaren financially it depends on how um the season is going for them you know and if they're able to raise more funding you know because if you're able to raise more funding then you're able to pay salaries but if not then it will be better for them to cut uh, to cut it short maybe probably the end of the season and then see who they um, employ um, going forward, you know. So it's really going to be um, an interesting um, situation, you know, going forward with the ways Zach Brown and Andreas Sido will handle things, you know. So yeah, um, yeah, that's just my thing. Okay, okay um, Mo, please go ahead.
17: Hello, how are you guys? Uh, on Danny Rick... I don't know what everyone sees from the grid uh, but I think uh, the driver pairing they're trying to do is uh, senior versus younger. So uh, considering that that's the arrangement uh, across the entire paddock, I actually think he still has an opportunity. He didn't do well in the McLaren and the new regulations are are a struggle for a good number of people. So for me, I think uh, that looking like the arrangement across the field, I don't think that they'll let him go so quickly. But uh, because I don't see them getting a rookie or maybe choosing another person who has... Lando-esque abilities. I do not see Gasly wanting to leave the number one position in Alpha Tauri. So, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, with the senior, junior driver arrangement that seems to have worked very well for Red Bull, I think it's working for Alpine because uh, Alonso defended for Ocon's first win. Uh... Uh, Lewis George, training ground, probably, uh, slash uh, more experienced driver, taking on experiments here and there to, to get them in the right window. Uh, Max Perez. I mean, you're looking at people who have four or five years, pairing with people who have 10 years plus. Uh, Vettel, Stroll. So I think he still has an opportunity. Uh, that notwithstanding, of course, his adaptation has not been good, but also... The team just has given up so much on him so quickly. I think the new regulations are slapping everybody. I mean, <laughs> uh, you have a DNF here, you have a second off, you, you take a poll and you can't convert it into a win. So I think there's, there's, there's so much happening very quickly at once. Uh, Mercedes, I'm one of those people that is gravely disappointed in what they're doing. I know that they keep the faith funds that are policing the rest of us who have a criticism to make. I think, I don't think even when they go back to their debrief, the ones that are private, I don't think they're having as much positivity as all these let's have faith funds are having. I think they're actually grilling each other and saying, guys, how are we doing 15 setups that don't work? They are literally running between... P2 and P20, at any one moment, they can be anywhere. It's inconsistent. It doesn't give the driver confidence. So for me, I think uh, we can call them complacent at this point. Yes, you can win for eight years, but um, you cannot begin to use the excuse of we are collecting data. There's nobody who has data on these new cars and everybody is doing that job. So uh, for me, I think uh, we 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 enjoy to point fingers at other teams and say, well, what was Ferrari doing for the past two years? For me, I'm telling Mercedes, what were they doing for the past two years? And I like them, but I'll criticize them. So that's true. I had somebody here, um, I think Im- Imade, Imade, he's probably left. But I agree. Uh, if,
0: I'm, I'm sorry, he's in the listener um, section. But more, please, if you like to um, ra- uh, round
17: up please. Oh, let me round up. My, my last point is about adaptation, and and, and I, I, I'm i a very, I'm a huge fan of Lois, but I think uh, the team will also not look up to him if he doesn't have a conversion, like in the next three races. I think they'll really push their effort behind George. I hope that doesn't happen. But realistically, if we go into 13 races and we are having this uh, duel, it it may probably happen, unfortunately. But it probably may happen. I hope it doesn't. So that's that.
0: Thank you very much, Mo. Uh, Miss Catrock, please.
13: Hi. I think the problem with McLaren and Danny Ricardo is that they're just not a good fit. And I also think that behind the scenes, he's probably been having some issues with the management because for your management to come out and speak against you and your contract, I, I just thought that was actually quite low. And I, and I just don't understand what you expect. If you come out and do that, even if you are having issues and you bring it out to the public, then it's going to have an adverse effect on your driver. And then today when he was doing interviews with the Sky people and they kept asking him questions about the contract, I was getting quite annoyed because you already know the answers to the question. You already know the contract situation. It was just before he was going to race. So to me, you're throwing him off track by asking him very uncomfortable questions. And then when he'd walked away, they were like, well, if he's in such a bad position, why is he still smiling? He always smiles. Can he not smile? Like, what's your problem? But I just think they're just not a good fit. And when the contract comes to an end, it's best that he go elsewhere because even if he starts performing, they've already got bad faith and it's broken. So even if he does well, it still won't work, in my opinion.
0: Thank you very much. Um, Ra, Ra, Ra. Obvious. Sorry, I don't. My name is Mark. Okay,
18: Mark. Okay, thank you for
0: future reference.
18: Okay, so I just, I just wanted to. Um, I don't know if someone has talked about it because I didn't join really early, but uh, I think people are underestimating the effect the new, um, ground effect era has on these cars and on the drivers because I think everybody particularly well I'm I'm a I'm a Red Bull person Max and all of that but I think uh prior when the season started during like pre-season testing and all of that I think there was this whole thing where nobody was really certain about anything you understand so seven races into the season we have like every team I think every team has scored at least a point so far so that tells you how uh Everywhere, everything is right now, you know. And I think some drivers are suffering for it. And I think Ricardo is one of them. That's one thing I'll say. Because McLaren had the whole brake issue earlier in the season, I think. And it slowed their development and all. There's so many aspects to it, I think. Well, I think one part that everybody is kind of like on the plane for some reason. I don't know why, but I think people think everybody has fixed the cars and have gotten the cars to a stable extent. I think these cars are still pretty uh unreliable you understand that's one thing I you know and I think everybody should take that into you know cognizance when they're talking about uh Ricciardo doing this um Hamilton doing this even Sebastian Vettel is not even doing well you understand so I think with time or as the season goes on there's definitely going to be some convergence me I believe so particularly with also um managing poison and every other thing and I think maybe midway through the season or towards the second half of the season after the break, I think that's when we can be able to judge these cars better. Some people will even saying next season, that this season is more like just a big experiment and all of that. And we know the 2026 20, thing that is coming out to um, changes to that will come then. So I think we also need to look at that aspect when we're, I wouldn't say bashing anyways, but when we're bashing or trying to like uh, cancel anybody saying this person is done, this other person is done, even the media, I think they are even underplaying that effect because it seems like it's only thing they talk about. Well, I feel like even driving the cars has been really difficult for a lot of the drivers. And kudos to Ferrari and Red Bull for getting it sorted out really early. But I think McLaren initially were also good when the Testing started, but when they had the breakdown issue, it kind of like slowed down their development significantly. And I think with time, they still they are playing catch up now, but I think they'll still get back there, top top of the um, midfield. That's where I think they will be by the second half of the season. So, me, I'm just saying while we're talking about all of this, I think everybody needs to look at that fact too.
0: That's all I have to say, though. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Mark. Thank you so much. Um, I see Yami's hand up. So, um, Yami, please go ahead.
6: Yeah, cool. Um, I'm just going to piggyback off what Mark was saying, like, about the cars, right? Um, so, yeah, these cars are, you know, I actually did a very, very short thread lesson about things I liked about the cars and things I would like for the FIA, if, if they can, to do away with, right? Uh, obviously, these cars are very, very, um. I like the fact that, I like the ground effect, I like the whole ground effect uh, part of the cars, right? I think the, the cars also look very good. I think these are one of the prettiest F1 cars we've seen for, for a long time. I also like the fact that the ground effect allows you to follow very closely. But I think the FIA may have, or um, well, let me not say that I maybe mean, the, the guys, the people that came up with the with the um, designs, right? Like, And I think it was the combination of FIA and and the, um, you know, FOM, right? It's from Rosebron and Cobra, that designed or did the research that, you know, determine how the car look and
11: everything.
6: The, the fact that we had to go to 18-inch rims meant that they had to run the cars very safe, right? because the 18-inch rim, rim wheels, are, you know, means that the, the tire was a lower profile. So as a result, you know, Normally, because we we're using 13 inches before, a lot of all these bumpy tracks that we go to, you wouldn't really see the effect on the driver because the tire wall kind of absorbs all of that energy, right? And then that also allowed teams to be able to run softer suspensions, right? So between that and the tire walls, you weren't seeing a lot of these vibrations, you know, and and this energy going to the drivers. But now what we're seeing is because the tire walls are low, the guys have to run a stiff, stiff stiff suspension because if they don't, you know, the suspensions could easily break. So they have to run it very stiff. And what that then means that the driver is getting all the energy or, or the, all the energy is going into you know the the, the drivers uh, or into the cockpit. And that's why we see these cars bouncing everywhere. Even the, the tracks are supposedly supposed to be supposedly smoother than others, like a Baku that you would imagine would be smooth. It's still bouncing everywhere, right? and you know, there's something Martha was saying either that you know that Mercedes has not fixed the Look at look look at all all the um all the cars or all the uh all the cars this this weekend—they've all been bouncing. They're having the same issues, and the bouncing is no—it's no longer purposeful. It's not like it's—it's it's more like just just how you know because you have to run these cars very stiff. It's just affecting everybody, and it's just you know that energy going into the cockpit. So I think so that's something the FIA needs to look at because I, this is a real um, safety, in my opinion, a safety issue. We don't want to get a point where you know something happens to a driver, maybe a spinal injury or something, and then it's, everybody's not looking at how to fix it, right? I think that's something they some, that, that's something they can, if they can very quickly maybe do some adjustments to the rules next season. I, I'm proposing they go back to, you know, maybe 15-inch rims or they let the teams run, you know, the um hydraulics suspensions, and that, I think with that one they can, you know, deal out some of, some of these, you know, issues, right? And I think we'll be able to have, more the right quality will be better at least for the drivers, right? I think on the Ricardo thing, you know, I, I said last year that you know this is somebody getting to a new team. We know Ricardo is not on the level of Hamiltons, Leclercs, Verstappen's that can just get into a car and just and just um, and just you know go at it from from the first point against that car, right? So in my opinion, I think that you know uh, I I said that okay, look, let's give him a year. And then this year they changed they, they switched into a new role. So it's a bit more complicated. I'd like to believe that Ricardo is a fantastic driver. And that's the fact, right? Like he's a race winner. He's one that went toe toe with Verstappen, j Like so I don't I'm not one of those people that just believe okay, because the guy has not performed for so long, he's now watched. You know, there's a driver in there. Obviously, I think he made some mistakes in his career. I think the living I understand why he did it, but I think in hindsight it was not a great move for him. Uh, because, you know, he's gone to Renault. They were not very performant, so he left to McLaren, and then he is in a team with a very good driver, you know, but at the same time, you know, things have just not, you know, they've not just pulled together for him. I still think there's a great driver in, in that car, uh, also in, in him, right? And I don't think that driver has all of a sudden, you know, disappeared, right? But ultimately, uh, I'm hoping, I'm one, of those people that are, I'm one of those people that are hoping for him, to turn it around because I think that Ricardo is Ricardo we we're talking about, man. He's given us some great races. He's even if you ask, who's the last driver to win in McLean? It's Ricardo, not Russell. I said not Russell, not, not Norris. So ultimately, I hope he can not come back from this. Uh the last the lady who spoke, you know, I think she says she says there might be some bad blood between him and McLaren Because for for you know, for the team for the CEO. To come out and say that kind of thing about you publicly, then clearly, you know, there is. I think there's something. There's more to to it happening behind the scenes that than we fans, we the fans are aware of, right? But I hope he can turn it around because I think he's a great driver, and I expect him to be able to to um you know match Norris. Honestly, thanks.
0: Okay, thank you, Yami. Um, so guys, we'll be moving on in a bit. Um from the McLaren topic. So um, Adiba, I don't know if you still want to say something on McLaren just yeah.
9: before I round up. But just think it's I think I think the old excuse of um this guy not putting in the performance, I think it won't really fly for Ricardo's case, right? Ricardo is not a rookie, right? So it's not like we are getting in a Oscar Pierre string to their car and he's not performing, right? This Sort of excuse will fly for Piastri, not a Ricardo, right? Right. You can't give you can't give a veteran two years to. I'm saying that two years still understanding the kind two years, right? Even if there's a change of in regulation, right? And 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 from that perspective, if you have, if you actually like hone theme, team, right? And you are seeing a veteran having eleven points, and um someone that you should be making an excuse for with 48 points, then I think um, <laughs> I don't see the justification where you don't expect the team to react as well, right? Because um, I I, I, think I will say something as, as regards McLaren getting P4, right? I think they should get P4 if and only if Ricardo matches the same performances Norris is giving, but if he if he doesn't put that performance right, meet, when once this guy pick up his pace and probably rehabilitation really issues become much better, that's um this guy that used to order people Alonso, right? Alpine will get the P four, right? They will most likely get the P four because Ocon is bringing in the same performances even without <clears throat> without stress, right? So you can't expect a team that has two drivers that could consistently get the result versus a team that only has a driver putting in the result to outperform one another that way. It's not possible, right? And for a team like McLaren as well, I would agree with Collar. right? They're also looking at the money side, right? So they want to get P4 because they need additional like 5 million or 3 million, 3 to 5 million additional Um. Additional um when um same price they would get for finishing P four right, it won't fly for a veteran. The excuse won't fly for a veteran, in my opinion.
0: Well, um, Adebayo, thank you very much. Um, I will have to um agree with you because um, if we want to look at um the statistics over over the last, obviously, since after I left um, Red Bull, you know, you will see that there's been a certain decline, you know, in Ricardo's, um career, you know. So, obviously, him coming to McLaren, you think that, okay, maybe because Reynold uh, um, was struggling, you know, you would think that okay, that was a that was a, a good enough reason, you know. But when him coming to McLaren with a similar machinery with um, Lando, it's just like right now what's happening in um in um House with K and um Schumacher, you know. So him him coming um in terms or him having a teammate with a driver that is able to out, to match him and how to outpace him is where the issue is in the same machinery, you know. So, I believe, um, as what Adebayo said, that excuse will not fly because it's a similar situation has occurred in another team, you know. And, obviously, for a man with um, a big salary, you know, you have to be doing better than that because I'm sure even with Lando's renewal, you know, Maybe like like he's probably he, he probably still ends um more than Lando, you know. So you, you um um you look at all these factors and you and you and you put it together and say, well, Ricardo, you haven't really been up to par, you know, and hence why the management will be um pissed off, you know, because at the end of the day, it's money, you know. Everyone is trying to, in a small that everyone is trying to um. Have some entertainment. There's also um money involved, you know, so if, you, if so it's just you are putting money somewhere, you are you are not seeing results. You can't be happy, you know. So yeah, I guess um that's it with um Ricardo and uh, McLaren. So uh, moving on to another Mercedes-powered engine um engine team um Aston Martin, you know Aston Martin um Landstrow and um. Vettel, you know, um, I, I can't remember where Vettel finished, but yeah, Stroh had that um incident, you know, where unfortunately, it, um that that unfortunate incident, you know, so um I don't know Aston Martin, Aston Martin, I feel the same way. Williams have gotten a fine; their fine is coming, you know, because they've had almost similar or equal incidents to um um what do you call them Williams you know and then in terms of budget cap you know you tend to wonder where does a team like that stand you know and it's you another thing Stroh, I, I personally I, I don't see Stroh saying he's leaving the sport. The question is how long is the father going to continue Pumping money because now this one is not even you are pumping money for investment. This is money for miscellaneous activities. You know, I that 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 is literally what's going on here because you can't come and say you are you are investing. Investing in what? You are not there's, there's investment doesn't have here since um stroll, stroll has been in this spot since I believe 20, if I'm not mistaken, 2017. You know, so he's been here for a minute. So, uh, anyway, um, Abdul Latif, please go ahead, you know.
8: Yeah, thank you. So, you just even said what I wanted to say. I mean, Troll has been here since 2017, and, I mean, look at the performances. So, today, I came across data, and I found out that this guy, Alex Albon, has more points than him in F1, and I was really surprised. Alex Albon is driving the slowest car, clearly the slowest car on the grid, and has just had two points finish. Has more points than him. I know the Aston Martin car is bad, but come on, how can you be currently be outscored by Alex Albon in a Williams? It's it's really not it. And to be honest, I know we flame Latifi left, right, and center almost every race weekend. But this guy too deserves all the smoke because he's clearly not doing it. He's clearly not doing everything. He has been with this team for years, and I mean years. In 2020, he was one of the reasons why um what what the racing points, as they were called, then did not get P3 in the constructors. McLaren had the fourth fastest car, but Lando and Sainz really put in good, consistent performances. And they got it. I mean, Sergio Perez then pulled his weight. But this guy, did not up, up until the very last race in Abu Dhabi, it was because he fell off. That's why McLaren got it. So, I mean, he's just lucky that um, his dad, that uh, is a billionaire, has the has so much stake in the team. And he's probably going to get a lifetime contract as long as the dad's there. But things are beginning to look bleak. I mean, they said they want to become world champions. And the idea of bringing Sebin is to develop the team and even help him Become maybe someday future world champion. But I mean, those are so these are really unrealistic goals. And if not for his dad, basically, that guy will be out of Formula One. I mean, I know we say Danier and whatever, but come on. The guy is not even he's not even he's not even up there. And and basically, I don't know if his dad leaves today i can guarantee that if his dad pulls out today maybe leaves his investment or find a way to sell off the team i can guarantee that next person is coming will probably boot him off because there are so many talented juniors waiting outside f1 looking for his seat even drivers that can't even develop they are waiting outside and will immediately get the seats so that's just it
0: thank you uh, abdul um bolaji please Yeah, just to really uh, emphasize
15: on what Abdul said, his dad is the only reason why he's still in F1, because we can't say because of his points or his results or his consistency or his driving. Like, I think Stroll has only one major highlight in his five-year career, like major, major highlights. I think that's probably Turkey in 2020, if I recall correctly, one of his podiums. That is all. Like there's nothing remarkable about his driving. You can't say oh he can man tires or he is good he has he has good one lap pace or race one. Like there's nothing. He's just just dead. Just because his dad is doing at the team. So he's the boss's son, you know, he can afford to drop zero over ten performances, fly to Monaco, come back again, drop another zero over ten and you know everyone is like, yeah, no issues. And I think really that's that's what's is messing up the team, and I'm surprised that okay, Lawrence yes is a businessman and all of that. But pff, I think once, like, once in once while he has to kind of reflect and just you know look at. So if we look at the team, they have many problems, but one of the major problems is this one. And hope, I mean, I hope one of these days maybe can realize that. Okay, I think it's time to move Lance to maybe can buy him a seat in another series and just move Lance there. And then bring someone else in because he's not really helping Seb, and Seb isn't pulling his weight also. I mean, can't, Seb was never going to pull his weights. There was no magic Seb was going to do with that car. So, you know, you have two drivers that are just having a nice time. I think that's just what's called having a nice time and just you know coming in, doing our weekend jobs, going back again. So I don't—I really don't know the tr- the tr- the trajectory of the, of the team because, like you said, they want to win championships first. You look at the recent hires, you look at the cars they put out, you look at the management itself, the way they dismissed Otmar. Uh, like, they don't look like a team that really is ready to challenge for anything. I think they are just there to fill up the slots in F1 it's uh, it's, a, it's a pity, though, that this is what is happening after. Because, I mean, Lawrence has invested a lot, which really no one can doubt that, like, in terms of cash. But like in terms of personnel, recruitment and all of that, I think it's got it horribly wrong. And uh, I don't see that changing any, any time. So, so yeah, they can get the off performances here and uh, maybe safety issues can help them. But like really, they are on like the Williams level, maybe just a bit better because they have funding, but they don't know what to do with the money, which is which is even worse, I think, than not having money at all.
0: I think that's uh that's my own two Okay. Um now Mr Mr. Aston Martin, please come in. Imade please
3: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah. Um I would have been shocked if Bolaji didn't flame inflame Seb. But up to an extent, actually, I agree with him. I agree with lots of things he has said, but at the same time, we know how we know how F one how F one is, and how sometimes it takes a whole long time for results to start showing, quote unquote showing. So they've recruited, I think, quality people. They've recruited quality people from Red Bull and from and um, Mercedes, and uh, and. What I don't understand about them is what exactly were they even seeing or were they looking at in the CFD in the CFD simulations that they had, that they had to build their chassis for two different cars, and that's why they were able to produce two different cars in less than five six months of this year. I don't, I honestly don't understand it. But let the they've, as I said, they've gotten quality recru- recruitment and. I think let's watch them in 2023 for 2023 and I think the results will come in they've gotten Eric Blandon Dan Fallows and lots of other quality people but Stroll Stroll, Stroll Jr. needs to either find a way out of F1 and Stroll Sr. needs to get someone better uh, personally I think this is going to be Seb's last year I actually even want wanted to be his last year try it. he should carry his Kaya and be going but yeah 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 Thank you.
0: Uh, Imadi, that's a very diplomatic um, contribution. I can understand your point. Um, Adebayo, please. No, just, just
9: a sh- um reaction to Madida. Madi, why do you want Seb to retire? This year? I really don't think Seb should retire this year because um because if you. You, I think they need this experience in in um in building whatever you said they are trying to build, right? And um and um we all need help to still be in Formula One so that at least we can always laugh and um console ourselves with mediocre uh, mediocrity in terms of performance from I won't say right, but that for me for me former world champion right so.
3: Well, I... No, I hate you guys. <laughs> but what I just want to say is um, we could see how Seb was on the peak, at the peak, and then he dropped life now, turn by turn. Septon don't come. Louis turn don't come too. Very soon, we'll see and we'll laugh. Thank you. Uh,
9: no, no. I don't think... I don't think... I don't think that is properly... I don't think that is proper enough to assume... to put that out there. But, um... But, um jokes aside, right? I totally agree with what they said about Stroh. right? So, um, I'll put this context in here. i probably one of the guys that was that still likes Stroh up to last season, right? And um, one one thing I personally think is probably he drives like um, is holding a party on his yacht. I think that's basic. That is the best description to used for stroke so far since 2021 to date right and i think at some point is that might be might get forced to separate um bloodline from business right um yeah and i think i think my my prediction is probably by 2023 so imagine if they this is just an assumption if they have the if they have like a car to compete in the midfield battle, and you have someone that will still that keep keeps crashing the car and the rest, right, which will affect the budget cap and the rest. I think at that particular point, is that might be forced to make a decision to to get him out of the team.
0: Thank you, Amadibayu. um Miss Katrock, I don't know if you wanted to say something on this um topic, please.
13: Yeah, I did. I think that Vettel is just on a chill-out vibe. I don't think that he's gone to Alpine to be um, competitive at all. Um, Today, he got up the grid because he had a toe. And I just feel like he doesn't really try. He's there because he's getting a check. And when the check finishes, he'll just go about his business. And I think that when um, Vettel leaves them, they'll probably have to also let Stroll go because then there would be no point because who is he learning from? Because the next set of people that's going to come in is going to be new people. And I think they're not going to get another experienced person in that seat because the car is not really performing. So they probably get somebody from the new crop of people waiting in the wings. And then Stroll, he can't teach anybody anything because he's just pants. So... (laughs) They they really should consider just getting two new people if they truly want to be competitive and get to the middle of the pack. Because I think that that's the furthest they can get up the grid, in all honesty.
0: Thank you very much, Miss Catrop. <clears throat> so, um, I think just to round up on this um, Aston Martin topic and them as a team, I think um. For stroll, um, they should also consider the father. They do you understand? Because he should pity the father because the man has worked hard. You cannot just come and be wasting the money. You know, and if you know you are not up for the sport, we will know that he's not really up for it. But him himself, he has to convince himself that he's not up for it because you because there's so much money being pumped for one person's um will I, will I say one person's um um passion you know but there comes a point where you have to realize that okay this thing I'm not that good at it you understand because as Adebayo said at the point the father has to consider um the bloodline and even the, with the money being pumped now, what's going to be left in in terms of inheritance? Do you understand? So there are some things like someone has to just consider. It. And the fact that I feel you should make that decision sooner or um you know um than later, because by then it might be too late. So is that it's better now to cut your losses and then just move on. And in terms of the management of Aston Martin, you 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 tend to say okay what well, I kind of understand um them bringing um um better because it it just gives me this lesson teacher vibe you know this um lesson teacher, you don't you just want him to um um pick up by all means you understand so it's more like okay now you are brought this lesson teacher this boy is still failing what are we going to do just withdraw him is he coding you will study. Let's take it to coding school. I like, I'm just giving an analogy. I don't know if Lance whether I even know how to use computer. I do you understand? But I'm just giving, like, an, anal- an analogy, you know, on, like, it's, it's better for the, um um what do you call it, the father to cut the losses, you know. And then back to the management again, you know, you then bring in um, Vettel, you know. It's obviously they brought him for the experience, but, you bring in someone that was towards the end of his career and then you give him a car that is not so competitive. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, there can't be any confidence boost. You know, there can't be any confidence. What is just there is vibes and he's just winging his vibes and inshallah. if I put the car in Q3, oh, wonderful, let's see how it goes. Do you understand? That's just it. Because now when, now when we hear more or, when, or rather when we hear of Vettel on the media is more of off-track activities than what it, than what is even going on in us Ast- in in in, in, in Aston martin he is you can even see that his focus is more on off-track activities you know and clearly he's thinking of retirement you know because he has even said that he doesn't know what he'll do once he um retires you know so in a way, you might in a way you might see Vettel may probably getting a, a, an additional one-year contract extension to what he has now. You know, you can never be too sure. You know, especially with the way some of these um, F1 teams are um, being run. And Mike, what's his name again? Mike Crack, As uh, Mike, like sometimes, okay, they brought in someone. They they said, okay, has a bit of experience, but. You, you, you like as a team principal. I'm not sure. Any, I'm not. I'm not even sure that man has even spoken more than two times. I'm not sure. Like, we, like, I, um, Imade, please confirm because have you seen I, I, how, how many times have your team principal uh, spoken to the media?
3: Wait, but why am I on the spot actually? Why are you guys put me no,
0: no, I'm just, I'm
3: just, am asking you. Okay, you see now. Actually, no, I, no, 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 okay. um, But I, um, the truth is, like, I, why I agree with most of what you guys are saying. Or let me just say, almost everything you guys are saying. I still think the the team is in just a weird phase at the moment because the point, the the recruitment they are banking on to develop their car for them, like the engineers they got from they go from. Mercedes and Red Bull, a couple of them that they're banking on to develop their car for them, haven't actually really started working. Like, I think um, Dan Fallows just came in maybe for like, he's been working for like a month or so because he has been on gardening leave for a very long time. And a um, couple of, I don't know the gardening leave that Eric Blandin took all. So, personally, I don't see the team doing much. But as well, I also say, let's be patient with them up to an extent. Do you understand? Because, the team is just in one weird phase. I can't even describe the phase they are in. They're just sort of winging it at the moment. Let's just see how they're going to wing 2022. And hopefully, if they could develop the cap properly towards the end of the season, then they could build on that going to next season. Yeah, that's what me. I just think about the team. That's why I'm really not bothered about them. Uh, thank
0: you, Mali. Well, um, just to uh, finish off. So, um, I feel... Management wise, they personally they don't know what they are doing, you know. I feel as they were much more they were much more better in their team as, their last season as uh what do you call them the pink Mercedes. And I believe that's that's in the last um four years, that's their best season, you know, because Cheko finished just behind, I believe Checkle finished just behind Max, you know. Um, if I'm not mistaken, where he finished. P four in the drivers championship, so it just it, it just shows. And then we are speaking of Lance here yeah, as he finished P eleven. Yeah, as I can see now P eleven. So it just shows the the um the difference in, in 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 skill level. You know, having such a machinery because in in that season you would have expected that Lance would have finished P six at lowest P7 where um I won't finish but unfortunately that did occur you know so I feel um um after Martin the same um the same issue that um Williams seemed to be going through you know is what is, is what they're is, is what they're experiencing as as well you know so um yeah that's just it from me so I'm um, moving on we'll be moving on to um Alpine, you know um Alpin um this weekend um both drivers looking a bit looking strong you know um it will be interesting what happens um tomorrow you know um Alonso also being Alonso you know um I feel the I feel the incident with Albon in a way I feel you know as much as Albon had every right to Complain, yeah, but I just feel that that car wasn't going to—it wasn't going to leave that Q one, or it wasn't leaving Q one anyway. So there was no need to be stressing yourself on the radio, you know. Whether Alonso was holding your not so the car wasn't going to um, leave Q one, you know. So um, and also it's also been a good weekend for Ocon, you know. So um, I, I would say a bit of improvement. Let's see how it goes um tomorrow for them. Don't even one has anything to um add on our pin. Okay, so I think it's the same thing with uh, Aston
15: Martin. The it's just confusing because on Friday, like uh, our pin, like they were looking ridiculously good. Like I was actually worried because there are speed traps. My goodness, like they were looking like you know they could uh, be best of the rest. But then, you know, um, today FP3 quality came out and all of a sudden it's like they it took a massive step backwards and now they're still trying to recover the pace they had on Friday. And, you know, I I, I don't get how they work in that team. And I, I don't really know what to expect from them on Sunday because for some reason they always find a way to just, like, things just go out of hand for them. And they've not been able to put together one very good. Race weekend, either they have bits of the car flying off, or the engine is not working, or Alonso is being ridiculous. Like different things, just don't work together for them. But I think if everything works well for them, based on you know the the, the speed traps, I think they should go well in back with So if they're close enough to cars in front of them, and they like they should be able to overtake them, especially if the Mercedes, for example, of Lewis or George is in front of the Alpine. Once we get to the streets, like easily, they would easily overtake. I think they were like 10 kph, 10 to 12 higher than George and, uh, and Lewis on the streets. So they should theoretically go well at the tracks tomorrow, but we know how our pain and we know the do the work. We can't really back on there. But I really wish them all the best tomorrow. Thanks.
3: Wait, but like you, we- Balaji week I'll pin out the best tomorrow what happened to your Alonso slander
15: no no I said no I'm, I'm I'm going to be nice now I'm going to wish everyone the best I can't no, no more no more slander just
0: everyone everyone should have a good race. that's all <coughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll do, please. Um, sorry Um, Adibayo please I think
9: apology has said almost everything as regards the speed traps and the rest but um, the only thing I, t- I I really feel Alpine would finish within the points, right? Based on based on how I feel, at least their car is quite suited for for the race price. So I think they should finish within the points tomorrow. Both drivers, at least I think so. Especially when the DRS gets opened, right? I think they should finish in a points. It should be like a slight walk for them. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Um the bio. So um hopefully they're able to um be in the points. Uh moving on, um we have the Alpha Romero, you know. Um I don't I don't know what just happened for what just happened to um both You know, maybe Boladji will be able to explain better to us. But um I'll say um at the point they looked like They were going to be um in Q3, but all of a sudden, um, I mean, when I mean they looked, it was um 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 Joe, you know, because he was putting in some interesting lap times. So he was like, "Okay, what's going on here?" But later on, it seemed um they couldn't smell um Q3, you know. So, but um, I feel this week um this weekend hasn't just gone so well for them, you know, because in the last seven races, everything has been going fine, you know, maybe except the few retirements in um, I believe Saudi and, uh, where else again? Well, yeah, and then a few retirements, you know, so um, I just feel this is maybe the Worst weekend so far, obviously till now. But you can never tell what happens um in the race um tomorrow. You know, so um I don't know if anyone has anything to add to um the Alpha Romero's. Balaji, please, yeah. So I
15: think uh, it it was quite shocking actually what happened to them, and if we've noticed a trend in the last two or three races. So there are free practices, like there's always one issue or the other, especially for Butas, where he's either not, uh, you know, having, starting the first practice session or missing the whole practice session, the performance three, and he has to start learning the track and all of that. But this weekend, like, I really don't know what happened. I was expecting them to perform, seeing as they have the Ferrari engine with them. So we know that at least the engine is good enough for, like, P4, P5 on this speed trap. So I'm just, re- I was just really surprised. Like they were really nowhere today. Like nowhere today. And Bottas was trying his best, and you know, it just, it just wasn't good enough. And because of that, I didn't really look into their long runs, but I don't think they also would. I don't think so. At times, cars, same um, can set up the cars for the race, and you know, kind of let score go, just like Red Bull did. But I don't think. They did that. So I just think they just don't. They just didn't have the cap for this weekend, which is surprising to be honest. But I believe in both I stand on his mandate. Whatever he does on Sunday, I know that's the best the cap would do. So that's all I
9: can say. Um, buyer, please. It's so shocking that Polar G keeps standing on a very wrong mandate in both But I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know how to, how we can change. That pack for him. Um, so for um Alpha Romero, I think I think I agree with what I just said, right? Um, but again, I I feel it seems like their car is quite suited for race pace, right? Because I was trying to check some data that Tami, that's Vettel Lecraque posted, right, um, about FP3 right, so i think I think I think I think they did well when they did their long runs, right the data they did well when they did their long runs, but when they did the collie runs, they performed quite woefully so i I feel probably the setup might just be turning towards the race pace. right, so I think probably um one of their drivers should be within the point because another thing about about um backwards is. I expect probably like two safety cars or probably like a red car um red red flag, right? Right. So bearing that into consideration, regardless of wherever you start, in as much as you avoid the trouble, right? You should probably if your car is quite suited for the race, right? You should probably like get decent points out of the race
0: at Paco. Thank you. Um, can we have um Miss Katrock, please?
13: So I think that Bottas is a lot more comfortable with Alfa Ramirez than he seemed to be at Mercedes, even though he won a lot more over there. I think he's liking being the first driver in this team for a change. But today it was just really strange that he wasn't, um, that he didn't even make it to Q one because it's over a hundred race starts. That I think it's hundred and four. That he's, that he's now not made it into Q1, which is so strange. But I was wondering if perhaps his car, the car of the Alfa Romeo wasn't suited to Baku because it's just really odd.
0: Thank you. Um, Imadi, please.
1: Yeah, just to
3: add up to the whole Alfa Romeo, if the data that um, bias saw is actually accurate, um, isn't it sort of foolhardy for Alfa Romeo to set up their car for the race when they have a driver that really performs race wise? His his strong points is basically just quality, putting the one lap pace. And so, if they set up their car for the race, I think that's quote unquote foolish of them. But let's see how tomorrow goes. Yeah, that's all I going to add.
9: Not so I think for Baku, sorry, um, I think for Baku, I think if you also like check the strategies, Mercedes and um, Red Bull are on. I think they are the only teams with two fresh um hard tires, right? So teams are quite like much concentrated on, um, on the race itself because based on the fact that the track itself, there could be two safety cars. For example, the F2 race, the sprint race, they had. Today there were like three safety cars, four different crashes, right? So things could change much easily, right? So it's much it's much okay if you know you're not going to like get decent points to just put your performance towards the race in itself if you think you stand a better chance in the race based on the known circumstances that could happen.
3: But Butter never stands a better chance in a race. He's always being mugged in the race almost every time. Most of the time is being mugged in the race.
9: I agree. I agree with you 100% on that, right? But again, the game plan could just be for both of that try to avoid trouble, right? Start probably on the hard tyres, right? You could get lucky, right? There could be like two safety cars, right? Then you could get within the points, then you would just probably get your P9 and call it a day.
13: I agree that I think they just want points. That's it.
0: I know. Um, I, for, for me, um, I believe Alpha, um, Alpha Romero, this season, or rather the start of this new regulation has favoured them, you know, because... um. Th- if you look at um, last year or last two years and compare with this year, they seem to be doing much more better. You know, having um, much um, more points. You know, which is um, as a result of getting vouchers. You know, so um, I just believe we, Alpha America,ly um, get better. You know, obviously there will be some ups and downs. You know, as Bola just said um. Like in F- in the free practices, you know, sometimes they tend to struggle there, you know. And then um, I believe is one of the challenges of the new regulation. And then with a team that is not so uh big, you know. And then we're just speaking about um, what do you call them? A- Aston Martin that have um a, a billion dollar budget, but yeah, see what they are doing, you know. So um credit to the drivers you know and then um, what What's the name again One, why you do he has come in and then she has literally i know we'll, we'll speak about him in a minute but he has literally um will i say um Mick like he has literally he, like he doesn't drive like a rookie you know if sometimes you just you it looks like he's been in the sport for over a year, or two. you know, he doesn't drive like a rookie, you know, as compared to um, um, what's his name, um, um Mick, you know. So um, I would say the drivers um, pairing has, well, I has worked out well for them, you know. So so far, at least, you know. So though we have um, up to well, us say thirteen more races to go, you know. So it will be interesting to see how it goes on um from there you know so I don't know if anyone has anything to add to um Alpha Romero just before we move on to Williams okay, okay. so um moving on to um Williams mm. Williams per se it's obviously um the incident with um alonso and um between alonso and albon i personally i don't I, if you look at if you look at the times over the weekend there's not really much improvement to um to um, what albon in and what he's been putting in over the weekend you know so fp1 highest P17, FP2, P18, you know, so um FP3, P17. So I believe his rant on the radio was well, I don't know, but who knows? Maybe could have a few tents could have he could have gotten a few tents um somewhere, you know. But um uh, Mr. Latifi, you know, another Canadian um brother you know I don't know this kind Canada people from Canada shout out to people from um, Canada you know but we've not like F1 has not had a apart from what was it um Japanese apart from him um I'm not sure we've seen a a it, like, let's say a Canadian driver has um, been dominant in his team in a long in, in in a while, you know. So um there's still um the Can- like these two Canadian drivers, both would you say heavily money-backed, you know, none of them are proving their worth to be um in the sport, you know. Latifi is more of just vibes, you know, and hoping that, oh, at least he brings, he brings the car back home, you know. Because for Williams now, I feel Williams, the goal now for Williams is more of bringing the car back home than even scoring points. Because now that they've been fined, um, I, I, I really, I'm not, I won't say I, I know the regulations at the back of my hand, but I'm not sure if, uh, if, if they have another incident, they will get fined again, you know. Because I, um, I, if anyone understands how the budget cap um fine works, then um, maybe they should explain that. But yeah, that's just um, my take on Williams. You know, I don't know if anyone hasn't. Any... Okay, um, Miss Katrock, please go ahead.
13: I think that Albon has all rights to be upset with Alondo because in my opinion, why the hell is he still here? He just behaves like a grumpy old man driving around, just blocking people, and just he just he's so annoying. And you've come back all these times; you're not really doing much, but you're just taking up space. And then, really, somebody like Piastri is just sitting there waiting, and you're just wasting his youth. Why is he still here?
0: Thank you, um, thank you, Miss Katrock. Well. I don't know, I, as you guys probably know me, you guys will know that I go in on Alonso, but I I purposely don't want to go in today because let sleeping dogs just lie. You know, because at this age and time there are things you should just there are things you should do and things you should not just be doing, you know. And at the end of this not everybody that's going to tolerate your bullshit, you know. One day is going to do it to the wrong person, they will rush him on that paddock you know, that chin, that, I mean, that jaw that is complaining that, oh, he needs rest about, the they're going to break it for him, you know, and somebody will collect um, um uh, one, one final or something, because sometimes, yeah, people are in the heat of the moment, you know, you cannot just be acting, acting, um, acting like a child, you know, like, this, like, the sports, is all about money, it's all about time, you know, and then you can, and then and then and then you are messing around like if like I feel the RP management. This is my problem with this Alp management. They can't control. They can't control Alonso, you know. Ultima, I'm not sure Osman can. Ultima can talk to Alonso, you know. Osman does not look like that kind of guy. Because sometimes you need someone that can talk sense. Because sometimes what are you really doing? You are bigger than this, At this age, you have to stop all this nonsense. Come on. You know, so, um, age.
13: I, you
0: know, so um, you know, so I also has I also has um, like in terms of the seats for Piastri, I'm just waiting for um Silverstone. Silverstone is not far any longer, you know. So I'm um, July, so is um um. I believe then we'll not know what whether that our pre management they know what they are doing or not because the decision to keeping him would uh, um determine, you know. So because I personally feel that there are other drivers they can go for. There's Gasly. Gasly does not know where it's heading, you know. So um and I'm not sure Gasly will not mind going to happen. Hi, High. He my, my and what's his name? Estherman they're gonna be fighting it on track. You know, I mean I'm ready for that one. Two French dogs. You know, so yeah. Um um that's it, you know. So um I don't know. Okay, um Adebayo, please go ahead.
9: So the only reason I'm not moved or concerned about um the way Abem was shouting on the radio was this dude also like ignored blue multiple blue flags at Monaco, right? That approximately like made um Leclerc to lose three a three seconds gap to Max Verstappen. So I think Make people just they chop their breakfast, breakfast will go around. That one is very certain in a Formula One, right? So if it's it's just unfortunate that I'm sort of like turning towards Alonso today, which seems very, which seems very of unfair to my agenda, right? But I think if Alonso is the one that would that could repay Albion Park all oh, well and good, but that's just by the side, right? So I think I think I think Abiam as well has been performing as well this season, right? Um, I think um Abdul. Uh, look, he didn't mention on this space, but I think Abdul like drew like a fact that uh, he has more points than Landstro, um, which seems like a very good performance, right? If someone could right have more point and so I think I. Probably tomorrow, the, their best bet is to start on the ad tires as well, then hope for the drama. Then he probably has a teammate that causes drama a lot, right? So Latifi could be the one to bring out the first safety car, right? Then momentum from there. Then he could probably just get the lucky P10. Then we'll call it a day game for
0: him. Thank you, Adebayo. Well, um, Latifi, he's just, good. I believe, I believe that one, I believe his father, when he's, when he's, when he's tired, you know, or I don't even know sir, whether it's the father or it's William, because sometimes he's who is making the decision. Do you understand? So I believe when Williams, as as eventual they claim to be are ready to make proper decisions, then they will, um, Make the right one, but yeah. Um, sorry. Regarding um, still on Latifi. Um, there was news um sometime this week that said um, 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 what's his name? Piastri was supposed to replace um Latifi for next season. You know, this was um from the Dutch racer Tom Coronel. You know, who um said um Latifi. Was going to be out next season, and um, Oscar Piastri was replacing it, that. He signed the contract in um, Monaco, you know. So um, it's going to be interesting to see um, what happens, but um, Silverstone, you know, everyone everyone is saying Silverstone like is the is the um is 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 the place where all the 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 important decisions will be made. So yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Um, Imadi, please.
2: Yeah, the who.
3: Piastri Williams and um, rumor replacement rumor is personally I, I think is I think it's just people putting out things there for the sake of putting it out because we see how Williams is they can barely develop their car I don't know if they have brought upgrades I don't the, the, the team is literally languishing and looking for sponsorship so if they're going to let go of Latifi have they found sponsorship does Piastri come with significant amount of money to either match or top what Latifi is bringing. So I think that's why personally I feel the room, it might be true eventually because sometimes rumours in Formula 1 always turn out true. But I actually don't see, I don't think, I don't want to give any myths, any sort of thoughts because where would they get funding from? That's the major question. And Formula 1 is a very expensive spot and all that kind of everything.
0: Thank you. Um uh well I have to agree with you, you know, even regardless of what is out there because that means doesn't mean Williams have a strategy that does not involve or rather a plan that does not involve um Latifi, you know. So it's going to be um interesting how that's going to play out, you know. So um yeah, I believe I don't even know if anyone has anything to add on Williams. Uh, okay, so um, moving on to I believe the second to the last team. Um, yeah, moving on to the Alpha Tauri, you know, of Gasly and Sonoda, you know, um, decent decent combination of drivers, you know, um, I believe. Sunoda has picked up, you know, and then, um, you, I don't know if, if anyone can see there's been tremendous improvement in, um, in, um, Yuki as, as compared to, um, last season, you know, when he, um, I believe this is second season, maybe Or this, yeah, also, so, um, yeah, as to when he came into the sports, you know, so, um, He's been able to adjust, you know, which is, which is very good. And then, um, this weekend, you know, him and Gasly, I believe, in most um of the sessions, he's been the faster one, you know, you know. And then, um, yeah. So, um, but for quali, um, I believe, um, qualifying P eight and um, UK P eight and Gasly P six. You know, it's. Obviously, it is an improvement from where they've been um, in Monaco, Australia, and um, um, Barcelona. You know, because they've they've struggled in um, in all those tracks um previously. You know, so um, it's good to um, see them coming back up. You know, so as we all said um, there are a lot of factors that are going to um come in tomorrow. You know, so. Um, It's going to be interesting to see where um, both drivers end up. You know, um, hopefully in the points, you know. So, yeah, I don't know if anyone has anything to add on that.
13: I really like Yuki Tsunoda as a driver. I think that um, he just doesn't have the best of cars, but you can see that there is some talent there and he just needs honing. I, I also think that Having two young drivers in a team, you don't really get to learn. Um, it's it's kind of like learning by experience. So that that's just the unfortunate thing for him. But I could see that he's got the potential to be a good driver, and his teammate as well drove has been driving quietly well and a little bit unnoticed. I think.
0: Yeah, our uh, for Gasly, I would um. I would agree with you, you know, but I feel, hmm, part, well, beginning of this season, you know, he has had a pretty rough start, you know. Um, Many of um, the issues boil down to uh, mechanical issues, you know, and lots more of driver-related issues, you know. So, um, I believe the team has been able to um, resolve those issues, you know, and then... Um, Hopefully, they, hopefully they have a distance car that pushes them, you know, um, in the constructors, you know. So I'm um, hoping they're able to compete with the likes of um, Alpha Romero and see what goes on from there. So, um, last but not the least, um, hearts of Gunter, Kevin Magnussen, and um, what's his name again? Um, Schumacher, you know, um. I believe I believe Schumacher coming this weekend. It's just like, oh, I don't I, I don't want to crash. I don't want to crash. You know that I believe that's just the mindset. Um, uh, this weekend, you know, because if you have that kind of mindset, it doesn't allow you to even push. You know to um see um the cars limits, but um notwithstanding, you know, but I feel um mm, having. With Magnussen, even um in the other car, there's not really much of a, a difference, you know, because him qualifying um um 16th, you know, out of um Q1, you know, that um says a lot to how far has is falling, you know, because um Bahrain, you Bahrain, you thought they were. Going somewhere, you know, they go to Saudi, and then you see Magnuson struggling with um, Abiy, um, overtaking um, uh, um, Lewis, you know. So you just, you just, um, what do you call it? You at that point, you thought that okay, has where a different has, you know, they've they've played this camp with Mazepin well, but that's um, seven, eight races in. It looks like is they're back to where they used to be, you know. So, um, I believe I don't know. Would I, Would you say maybe they are still learning the car, and then it's more, it's still um track specific, you know? Because I believe they made some adjustments to their car for uh, Baku, as some colleagues um, stated. But you're like, okay, did you make the right or necessary? um adjustments, you know. So um it's all those things you have to um look at as a team, you know. So um yeah. Um Miss please.
13: Whatever adjustments they made to the car it's not working because the the car at the beginning of the season compared to now was considerably better or they're running out of steam. I also think that with regards to Mick Schumacher if ever there was a talent, is not hereditary, it's him. I think that people are relying on his name for him to produce a level of performance that's simply not there. I don't think he's as talented as they want him to be. And really, he's a midfield to back driver at best, in my opinion.
0: Adebayo, please. All right, So I... Think about
9: us. Well, my opinion about us is this, right? So you know Formula One is a game of development, right? So you could start with a very good car, right? Um, at least muted car, but then um, over the course of the season, you have to ensure that you tune your car to each track and and um see so how you can get the best performance from each track, right? So as you guys uh, um as I think probably they've not done that part of the game well in terms of development right then i also think like um other teams have um have been like getting much um much performance from their car right i remember the very first race my were very poor right so they improved on that um Alpine as well they probably like best in upgrade almost every race they keep bringing upgrade upon upgrade upon upgrade upon upgrade right which seems to be working Correctly now, um, Aston Martin as well—they changed the old design of their car at least, which seems to be working now as well. When you look at Monaco and and this and this race as well, so I think when you factor in all that, you would see probably as it's probably are dropping to their original states, but not as bad as that season, right? So, hopefully, they can improve on their development, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm not really tracking their development um, program, right? Like I do for like five other teams, right? So I really can't say, but I hope they just get that part sorted and I think, I don't know. But as you guys with driver pairing, my opinion is I'm always, there's, um, I, I really don't have an issue with Mick, right? The person I have an issue with is his Uncle Ralph, right? His uncle is someone that would easily come out and drag other drivers, right? His uncle would his uncle has dragged Max Verstappen, his uncle has dragged Charles the Craig, his uncle has dragged almost every driver out there if they make a mistake, right? The only time that um um dragged Mick last week, his uncle was just releasing a, a whole lot, was granted a lot of interviews just to protect his um just to protect his nephew or whatever right which i feel is really not fair enough right so if if you if you are dragging all that drivers by silly mistakes you should be able to also like which i also think probably media control as well right at least keep short right because it's clear to everybody that this is your nephew as well it's probably after like i think it belongs to the same class as laxifi as um as this guy um strew in terms of driver mistake in terms of crashes and the rest, right? Your your nephew is normal is is not as good as probably you think he is, right? Which is a bitter truth, right? So probably he should he should sit he should um focus more attention on his nephew getting performance than it to other people's business. I think that is more like the thing that I just have about that. Because if is if I think and I think that is why. Um, media houses will keep stressing Mick's performances because Ralph never keeps his mouth shut when it comes to other teams, other drivers' performances in terms of ceiling mistakes. And that is why probably every of these things is getting a, a lot a, 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 is, get, is getting overly dragged in the media about Mick.
0: Thank you, Debajo. Well, um, I'll just um, allow Jibola speak just before I answer what I want to say. Jibola, please go ahead.
19: All right, thanks. Um, so for Haas, right, I, I agree with what Sadi said. It has to do with development. So when they came in at the beginning of the season, they came in with a really good car, and people were saying, oh, are they going to be like the sleeper hits of the season, you know, because of how fast and all of that. And Kima came in, you know, experienced driver. He came in, like, with a huge impact and all of that. But down the line, they haven't, I don't think they've really developed their cars. And I think it's due to, like finances i don't think they're so financially sound compared to like other um other teams so i think it has to do with development and i mean we have mic has been crashing and all of that lately they don't have you know the money they used to fix the cars could have gone into developing the cars right so i think that's that's their problem. If they can find a way to continue developing the cars, I think they would actually like come back strong because initially they looked very fast, very good, but they've just trickled down to... How many teams are there? 10 teams here. They've just trickled down to like P8, P9 as a team now. So I think they just need to get more funds for for development and making this to stop crashing so that they can have money. So, I mean, that's, that's just their issue, really. Yeah. Well, um,
0: on that, um, on, on on Mick as an individual, um, I think as uh, Miss Catrock said earlier on, it's not hereditary, you know. You can look at your father, you can look at your mother, but at the end of the day, You are both different human beings, you know. You have both have different traits, you know. So, Mick, in as much as he has one F three, F two. Well, he coming into F four, he's looking like a driver that is a meat that is meat, you know. So, um, I believe another way he's going to help himself and help the team is because or is is that has at the moment cannot bring upgrades in the sense that there's a budget cap how many crashes you know this is serious uh, we are going serious it are going new that is tomorrow you know so you see have um, there's the probability of him crashing at least in 40% of the next um sessions be it free practice qualifying race, you know so you so um i believe as a driver he has to really look at himself you know and say okay um how long or rather where do i need to make the improvement you know and i personally i don't know i don't know maybe the pressure or rather maybe came out coming into the team is a bit of Pressure for um, what's his name for um, Mick, but I feel that he should just do his thing, you know. But another thing is that what if your thing is not good enough, you know? Because I always piggyback to um, twenty twenty when they when when they had that car, him both him and the, um, mazipin Clearly, mazipin said he cannot drive the car or he doesn't know how to drive the car, you know. But you you now wonder how good was that 2021 car you know like how good was it if you had a, um a bit of um experience you know so um i um i believe i don't even know i personally i don't even know if i should recommend um has keeping him because has even if you are going to bring him another driver you're you're not going you are going to bring in a driver that you know that is ready to collect anything, um, anything you are you are um they want to offer him because if you are looking for experience, experience comes with a price, you know. And then I know that Magnuson might not be um so expensive, but he's not one of the best. You understand? But with his experience, you are able to see what he's able to um extract from the car, you know. And then um Uncle Ralph. A graph is always always quick to um grant interviews, as uh, Madibayo said. Always quick to um basically chat shit, you know. And then he's always, uh, like for some of us that are Christians here. Yeah, there's a Bible verse that says, "Remove the speck in your own eye before you remove um the speck in another person's eye," you know. So um, like I believe the family as well. Then they need to sort out their household because they have a driver that is not equally performing you know so this is the second year same he came into the same uh came in the same time as a uh, muki you know you can see the you can see the um the the improvements um muki has made in the last one year you know this is not the time for oh meek 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 oh oh he's so cute oh this is not the time for all of that, all of that stuff, man. We have passed that stuff. That's year one. That's time for pro- that's probation year. You understand? Now we are facing serious business. New regulation, everything new, new. You understand? No, no, no time for all this um all this um sentimental. Oh, is his father is well man, is it is it is it in terms of the current investment, is it profitable? At the moment, no. You understand? Because very soon house is going to be hit. With a, what you call it, budget cap, fine. You understand? Me, I person I don't even know how much they have. But that must be money. You are not sure. That must be money. Gradually, it's going to finish. You understand? Because I'm not sure. And it's not that it's even going to finish. That man is going to come back and go his money once all this Russia team die down. He's just waiting let all this Russia team die down. And that's another big problem for them in the future. But yeah, right now, let them enjoy the money and bring out the best possible car but for uncle Mick I'm um, sorry uncle Ralph I just feel first of all you need to be talking to your nephew first you know and just keep your tone a little bit you know because if you are going to throw other drivers you first it just makes you look very foolish you know so um that's just um the way um I see it you know for um Mick and um and um what you call it has and then he also he also raises a, a a big question that what is Ferrari going to do about this because as um someone has said yeah formula one is a is a spot of data is a spot of um, um numbers you know if you are not better than your teammates does like in what way is it going to be suitable for um what do you call it, Ferrari? Because at at the moment now, like before, um, what's his name? Leclerc went to um, Ferrari. We were we, we were seeing it in um um what's this team today? Alpha Romeo. We were seeing it in Alpha Romeo. We we're seeing how that oh this boy is. This boy has it. This boy has um um a, a bit of talent. You understand? Now today is in Ferrari. He's the lead driver. You understand? That? So. I believe that the people that saw Leclerc with clear eye, they will make they will, they will use the same clear eye to look at Schumacher when they are making the same decision to whether to bring him to Ferrari or or to or to let him go because sometimes, <clears throat> man, I'm not gonna lie you, sometimes baggage unnecessary baggage is not the best tool. So yeah, um, Kat Rock, please um, go ahead. Thank you.
13: Um, with Ferrari, I think now they win in they're not going to take chances on Mick Schumacher if they want to continue winning. And with regards to Haas, um, even though they've lost that money from Mazepin, um, the reason that they took NK Mag is he came with a billionaire as well. So there's a guy in, um, I don't know if it's Finland or Sweden, one of those countries, Nordic countries, that's backing him and it's one of his friends. And so he comes with a bag. He didn't just come for talent, so that's why they took him because he replaced the money. So I don't think for them that money is an issue because this new guy he's willing to throw whatever money at it because he likes his friend. So they'll be fine for money.
0: Thank you, Miss Carter. Well, um, I didn't know that. You know, I, I believe. Okay, that's um, fair enough because.
13: And it's a random clothing brand. It's not even like oil oil. <laughs> It's so weird.
0: So um, well, as you said, it's ra- as you, as you just said, it's random. It's trying to get a bit of um, a bit of attraction and publicity t- for it to become a brand. And because K I mean.
13: Mag is his friend, so you know.
0: Yeah. So um, I would say it kind of makes sense, you know, with F one having a new audience. So um, I don't know if anyone has anything to add. Uh, just before we um c- close the space,
13: can so we talk about the cost cap? We said we were gonna talk about that, and then
0: okay, um, yeah, um, you can go ahead if you don't mind.
13: So it seems that with with the cost cap, the the teams that are really upset about it is Ferrari, Mercedes, and um Red Bull, and Alpine and I think it's Alpha Tari are the ones that are not bothered and saying that they don't mind if it doesn't happen. But there's quite a lot of things that's not in the, the cost cap. I was just reading about it. Hang on, just give me two minutes. Um and they they had some exceptions, but one of the things that I think that's gonna be an issue is Alpine and Alpha Romero that's that saying no to people being able to raise the cost cap. But one of the things that I think is going to be a determining factor in who wins is the cost cap. Because if they refuse to remove it, when it comes to development on the other side and being able to pay for things, it might come down to people missing races, don't you think?
0: Well, um, okay. Um, first of all, I don't know if anyone has anything to say before. I go ahead. Okay, so um, well, on that, I, um, I do believe um, probably, probably um, towards after the summer break, you know, it's probably when we're going to have a big issue with the um budget cap, you know, because in the couple in the last couple of days, the top three teams have come out to say um, uh, there's no way of staying um is it below that um, one forty million? you know so that is bound to escalate so it's actually um very interesting you know and then I know you spoke about um alpha like the midfield teams you know and then you th- and then another thing is in as much as um the budget cap is 140 um, million another thing is are those teams able to attract, um, enough funding, you know, for them to even say, okay, um, this budget cap needs to be increased for us to work, um, for or, or for us to get a maximum performance, you know. So, um, that's another angle, you know. So, because if you look at these teams, um, Alpine, Alpha, Romero, Alpha, Tuari, they are not really as as we said, they are midfield teams, you know, with not so much of um well i say not so much like you look at um alpine they have some sponsors you know but not many big sponsors you know like um the way you have um likes of maybe mercedes or the way you have um, like a um, red bull that have oracle you know like a title sponsor so um it's just it's just okay are they able to um get up to um Source amount up to that budget cap, you know, which might you might say, okay, maybe that's why they are not really bothered, you know. So yeah. So uh yeah, Miss Catwalk, I don't know if that um if that answered your question. So the cost
13: cap it doesn't include marketing costs, driver fees, salaries, Mm costs. All
0: no, no, um, that's, um, that no, that's, well. no, that's, um, that's, um, different. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't include, um, all of that, you know, I believe it's more towards the car and the development of,
13: yeah. Of the the car car, yeah,
0: yeah. So that's why, um, these acid- accidents, you know, have, um, very big, yeah. because, you know, the spare parts have to be produced again, shipment, all of that logistic stuff, you know, so,
13: so in reading it, they're not saying that they can't drive; they just get penalized if they go over the cap.
0: Uh, yeah, like um, what they call um, uh, Williams have um, yeah. gone over. It's so funny how Williams have gone over the cap, you know, and then they've not been able to produce a car that is decent, you know. It just uh, it just says a lot about um the management, you know. But well, you could say they have a a driver like Latifi. You know, so.
13: But well, were they fine because they went over or they didn't submit their paperwork on time?
0: No, I believe it's because they were over. Okay. Yeah, so...
13: Um, no, it's, it's because of documentation.
0: Oh, is it when documentation?
13: Was, yeah, they missed the deadline. Because um, in order to to facilitate the cost cap, they've got to keep um submitting paperwork to show what they're spending. And there's a deadline for them to submit it by and Williams missed the deadline. And so they had a fine because of that. So I don't think they've gone over. They just, their paperwork wasn't in order. Okay, I said,
0: yeah, due to relevant documentation, that was, okay, yeah. So, um, yeah. well, I believe <laughs> still still boils down to management's Issue, management problems, you know, we um it seems like on uh, Williams because you wonder why that shouldn't be submitted on time, you know. But uh, when when you have drivers like Matifi you try and estimate and budget what your losses might be. But either way, I guess um that that's it for Williams. So um guys, we've come to the end of um, the space this evening. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll be live again tomorrow after um, the race. So if you'd like to um support us, you can click the link in our bio. Um, thank you very much, and wish you all a good evening.